chatting away and be like I oh yeah to hit record gotta click it yeah <laughs> i did it with um brent butterworth yeah and we were we were like five minutes in but luckily back then i was still recording locally as well mm-hmm. so i had to piece it together but he sure. was in the middle of saying something and all of a sudden i'm like i never hit record yeah wait stop <laughs> stop yeah and you don't want to yeah and it's not like it that's you know it's brent butterworth you're like, <laughs> buddy i am so sorry i forgot to hit record and be like kind of donkey am i on with here and like, oh. mm. i used to do that to john all the time. yeah all the time <laughs> and one time we went like 25 minutes of recording and it just dawned on i was just sitting there and he was in the middle of talking and saying something whatever it was we were talking it was on the uh uh, our chat podcast where we talk comics and he was we had a great open we had good banter we had so much fun and like now he's on to something else and he's talking away and i just start getting the sweats because i'm like he's gonna kill me yeah. <laughs> he's gonna, and he's I, just I going I break it yeah without. yeah it's like i know and like he's having so much fun and it's like you, it's like squashing a bug he's like yeah. oh that poor thing doesn't even know what's coming <laughs> i just yeah, look like go yeah i was like oh man i am so sorry but um, i haven't been recording and he's like he oh there i and he knows it too it's like there were so many times i just thought i'm like this is it this could be the last podcast ever he's gonna quit (laughs) i'm done oh so so uh so zach how are you doing hey yeah nice nice to meet you yeah yeah we'll get that officially out (laughs) Same. Yeah. I know we chatted a little bit, yeah, at the start of this year. And then uh, I'm sure as you are well aware and about to go through with the house, it's very easy for time to slip away from you um, oh, with things yeah. getting busy. And all of a sudden it's like, I had listened to your podcast. I think it might've been last week where it was just you and you're like, oh yeah, I'm still doing these things. Like, yeah, I, I think now it's like I, I'm at a spot where it's my brain isn't occupied with a hundred other things and I can have the same conversation. <laughs> so Yeah, I know that I was excited to get... It, it uh, full disclosure. I almost deleted your email Uh-oh. because you titled it "New Theater Build." Yeah, right? I think I, I ran on for what we had started. Subject from was initially. yeah, yeah, and I get a bunch of emails just like new theaters, new theater, new like just people, not listeners, just companies looking to sell and like, well, are you interested in this? And it just oh, yeah, that the stuff that I, you know what I mean, the stuff yeah. that I scroll through and look at. And it's like, and so when I saw it, I, like I, you get so much junk mail, I just go delete, 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 yeah. delete, right? And I saw a new theater bill, and I'm like, D- wait a minute, new theater bill? That's a different one. I'm like, oh, and I opened it up, yeah. and I was like, oh, shoo. <laughs> yeah. So um, I would have followed up. I would have followed up. Yeah. Then- that, well, and that's that's a good message to everybody out there because I'm like, uh, I'm like, yeah, just if I don't reply, just hit me up again because yeah. you know. And then, and then the second one, I say, okay. All right, 300, too big. <laughs> yeah, no, no. So. But, uh, so, yeah, you just finished 
did now did you just do a theater build in in your existing home or are you whole, in the pro, did, whole the whole thing, thing? it was like, i did way you said it is i felt like i built a house around my theater um it's awesome it's how, this ended up, how this ended up working out so we like we went we went all out on everything because it was one of those things for us of um we we don't like moving and we figure if we're gonna go ahead and you know yeah put like put this put this much yep. effort into it yep. I didn't want to have it be one of those things of um, once we're done it's like okay cool like we're in but we're looking around and it's like there's a hundred things we just didn't do and it's just another project so we we went all out on it in my in my mind I know there's I've seen other homes like that Star Wars theater build yeah uh, where, like you can go further. I went out as far as my budget would allow. So, yeah, yeah, and that's—I mean—that's all we can do. I mean, we yeah. all have constraints to a degree, right? It's like I'd like a bigger room, but I can't afford that much more concrete. You know, yeah, for, yeah. For the <laughs> foundation, part of the conversation like, we had. Yeah, yeah. It's like you can only go so far. You can only go so, and you know, everything has its limitations to a degree. Yep. Um, but yeah, so um. How like let me and now this is great because let me ask you <laughs> how long did it take you from start to finish like from from conception to finish? So we, I would say it was probably about eighteen months. Um, but some of that was like we for me for like at least from the theater perspective, this would have this is my technically fourth like really third one with like a real screen to it. Um, yeah. like four time going through it. And each time I kind of, you know, focus on other things and added more stuff. Um, so, I mean, for me, I've been thinking about this for like 15 years, but the actual, like for the home piece of it, it was about 18 months and it was, um, uh, we had kind of built our last house. It was a case of, we bought like, you know, one unit in a development kind of thing. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like, they already had the blueprints done. Um, there's like little things you can do as like upgrades and add-ons, but it wasn't so much like a true custom build, like what we're in, in now. Yeah. So, um, my thought was like, okay, well, if we're going to like actually building a house with someone, we wanted to try to find like a really good builder that we trusted. And honestly, one who, who I felt would listen to me when I'm throwing out these crazy ideas at them about stuff that yep. you know, I know isn't really standard for a lot of the stuff they do. Um, and obviously things that are like, you know, not, you know, a little bit of a very, very niche thing that honestly, I don't even know if they've done before or not. So we we had really kind of kicked off that process of trying to find the builder. Maybe that was about like month, like if we're kind of taking it backwards, like 20 months away from moving. Yeah. Spent some time to find the builder. Builder had a decent lot that we were looking at. Um, and then we already had ideas for, for a blueprint. So then it was really kind of like six months of tuning up the blueprint, getting things ready for the city, getting things approved, getting you know, all our financing in order and stuff like that. And then um, from the time we actually started building it, the builder was pretty spot on. They said, like, you know, we think it's going to take us 12 months to do. And, I mean, the builder was right on that pretty much. Really? Um, yeah, they, they had some stuff they were coming back and still doing later. And there's still a couple things that are left. But it's, you know, the house is livable. It's, like, very, very Yeah, tiny. you got occupancy. You just have to. Have That's to right. That's right. Stuff, it's, yeah. it's tweaking. It's tuning. Something's a little bit loose here. Something was a little bit wonky over here, but it's, you know, they've Wait, been really a mobile home. <laughs> yeah. So it's, Something's it's loose. Like, you know, we, we, when we turn left. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it's been, it's been a, um, yeah, a very long process. Cause it, I'm sure as you are aware, it's one of those things that once you're in it, it, yeah. it, it becomes a full-time job almost of all the little decisions when you're truly like when you, when you have the option, oh, yeah. you start to think about it. Um, yeah. And that, that I know overwhelming. So it's, it's one of those things like I, I've seen it in comic books. We've seen it in movies, but that line of like, 
true freedom isn't freedom, right? Because yeah. it just yeah. creates more options, which is actually a constraint unto itself. Yep. It's yeah. like when you have un, you're like unlimited freedom, you're like, what do I do? And you end up frozen. And it's, and it's a lot like this where it's like, all right, I get to build my custom home. What do I do? Uh-oh. And it, it is a lot easier in, um, and this is super tangent, but my wife's a therapist and she's been a teacher. I've been a coach and we deal with people that do, at the end of the day, human nature, we all need constraints. Yeah. We all need structure, right? And when you get freedom and you're like, do whatever you want, you're like, I don't know, because you, mm-hmm. basically what you have to do is you have to find a structure for yourself within that. Right. So for what, for you building the house, you found a con I'm the contractor on mine. So I'm still learning, but, um, went now, did you do like you just, you said a few minutes ago, like you built around the theater, like was your, <laughs> was mind, your idea of yeah. the foundation talking to the contractor? Like, okay, here's the theater. That literally is the foundation, right. Of like, yeah, for me. Yeah. 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 And you you have a basement? This is a basement theater. That's right. Yeah, we actually okay. ended up like so the way it kind of worked out was that we had our blueprint and I had on the blueprint marked out like here's where I think the theater will go, but in my mind before I just kind of like, threw it into a room. I wasn't really thinking about it. And then I started meeting with some folks and like the the conversation, I have two young kids. So the conversation came up around soundproofing and like okay, I don't want this sound to just go shoot straight up into their rooms. Right. And then as I started talking to that, it's like, oh, this is a lot more to like go through this level of soundproofing. And then the question became of, well, if we have to spend this amount of cash to be able to like, you know, and it, nothing's really soundproof, but at least to reduce it enough and do like right. brilliant you know, channel stuff and things like that, it became such a high number. Uh, it, somehow the conversation got over to like, well, why don't you just dig out underneath the garage and it'll save you less, but that's going to be like a big, essentially like a concrete tomb. Um, right. It's going to keep in a lot of the sound. And so then that came up and that honestly, that turned out to be great because it just made the whole conversation so much easier of it doesn't have to be this multi-purpose room. It's a dedicated thing. It's off on the side. It's surrounded by concrete. So the only real way sounds getting out is through an air vent or through the door, which is a totally different thing than if it was kind of in this open space that's like right underneath a living space and then right underneath that, you know, bedrooms. Right. Um, and so that, that was, to your point, that was like a helpful constraint of it kind of said like, okay, here's the defined space. Here's your garage right underneath it. That's the space you have to work with. And it was, an, it was more than I've ever had uh, for like a theater before. And it was, it was going to be a dedicated room. And, and that piece kind of really opened the doors for saying like, I can do whatever I need to here. And it's not going to impact like anyone else's livability throughout the home. And it's, it's, uh, it kind of worked out pretty well for us that way. But that's awesome. That's <laughs> so how big is the, how how big is the area you had to work with to start like I, the, the the space? Yeah. I want to say I have the blueprints here somewhere. I want to say it was maybe like 24 feet by 17 feet. And okay. we, let me actually pull up real quick here. And then we also um, uh, dug it out a little bit further because of the basement space. So I, I tried to get 10 feet ceilings. So it was going to be eight. I'm glad we dug it down. I tried to get 10. It ended up being like nine and some change, like nine feet, seven inches or something like that. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that I, I wasn't thinking through enough on it was um, what you lose to all the stuff you don't see on a blueprint, like all of the ventilation and things like that that are just like shooting down from the ceiling into the right. space. 
That's right. that's stuff that when you're looking at it, you just kind of see a box on a blueprint. And you don't really think about like, okay, I think it's going to be, you know, 10 feet high all the way around. You don't really realize like, yeah, you're going to kind of get like a little bit of a whole jut in here on the side. And there's going to be things that are in the way and you got to worry about like where lights are going to go and like outlets and all these other things that, you know, when you're just looking at it top down, you think like I can use every inch of this space. No. And, yeah. Right. Then you, then you kind of come to the realization of like, Oh, well, like I, I really can't, but it worked out for us um, mm-hmm. because we didn't we ended up being something on the side that um, wasn't in the way at all. And again, working with the right. builder and letting them know, like, here's what I want to use this room for. They tried to put some stuff out of the way for us a little bit, but right. it, yeah, it that's what decent, I'm decent size. Yeah. That's what I'm, I, I mean, I knew that when we built this house and I, I was working with the builder a little bit, he was allowing me to be one of the con like the vendors here. Like I did mm-hmm. all the painting. I did the tile flooring. I did the deck. Um, I did a couple of other things as well. And That's pretty so hands he, on. <laughs> he allowed. Yeah. Well, and him being the contractor, he allowed me to do that. Usually they don't let you do that because it's, you know, licensing and stuff like that. Yeah. They don't, they could get in trouble and stuff, but he was really good with me and let me do that. Um, but I remember when they installed the, uh, the furnace and the oil tank and I was like, I was at their mercy and the original design had the furnace going literally in the middle of the house because mm-hmm. you have central air, you know, force hot air. And that was a, a more efficient way to circulate the air, to re- vent it right up the middle can't remember what it was, but it was either the plumber or the electrician said it'd be better if we moved it over here, blah, blah, blah. And I just came in one day and they had everything mounted all on the far end and it left my whole basement wide open. And it, it's exactly what I would have asked for if I had that ability to do it. Yeah. And I just got it. And it was like, to me, it was like hitting the lottery. Yeah. Because it left that one spot in this basement open that I had just no vents, no anything overhead. There was one vent, but that's literally where, why I put my uh, media closet there. That's mm-hmm. the wall for the media closet just goes right up against that vent because yeah. that ceiling would have had to come down. And um, that's just how I, you know, I got lucky. Yeah. But in this situation, I'll be able to, no, 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 don't run that up there. Or if you've got to run a pipe through here, uh, we're going to go through the joices and I'll drill it out if you need me to. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, I need all the height I can get. Yep. Um, I already know on one wall that I have to run, the, like the plumbing has to go down there because it goes out to the septic system. Mm-hmm. So, but that's not bad because I'm going to be doing the room within a room and that'll just okay. be on the outside room. Right. Yeah. So it's like, so it, I knew it, I can't really go right to that wall. Any, yeah. It's not yeah, really taking away from exactly. anything you're trying to do. Right. Right. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's like, I can't wait to see how my soundproofing idea is. I'm just basically doing, I'm building a room, mm-hmm. right? Um, like whatever I can get as far wide and as high as I can get. And then I'm building another room inside of that. Yeah. And I'm hoping that that gives me enough of separation of sound to the rest of the house. So that like when my wife's upstairs, we have no kids. I have nothing like that. I'm like, I doubt it'll make it over to my parents' side because they're on the other side of the garage. Mm-hmm. So I'm not worried about that. So um, how is yours? How does your like family feel about you if you're down there at reference level? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. I do let it rip sometimes. Um, it It's funny because it's, um, 
I always expect it to. Like, I'll, I'll have the subs cranked. I'll be playing it pretty loud, um, in my opinion. And uh, each time, like, something like an explosion happens. So, as an example, we were watching, um, uh, we're going through all the Harry Potters again, like my wife's favorite movies. So we're on the second one, and it's it's like fun to do it with the theater because it's it's like a whole new thing. It, we've been growing up, and we're always watching it on TV on like you know TBS or something. Like it's a totally different experience, right? And yeah. um, and so it's it's fun. And there was this one part in the movie where this like the trees beating up one of the cars. They're making their way back to the castle or something to Hogwarts, and uh, it was like really coming out of the subs, like really thumping loud. And each time something like that happens we'll like pull up our phones and go take a look at the monitors and see like, are the kids moving at all? And they're just sound asleep. So I'm like, this is, this is nice. Perfect. This is exactly what I need. I'm just like, I can, I can still actually use it. It's not something that's like a weekends only when the kids are away at the grandparents or something. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't, it doesn't impact them at least from, from anything I can tell, which is, which is kind of, kind of what we were hoping for. Yeah. It, it, it's funny. Cause we, my kids, when they were little, we were in an apartment. And we had, they shared a bedroom um, for a short amount of time. My daughter and my son, my son was, we moved in 2001. My daughter was two. So for two years, they shared a bedroom. Okay. Kids. But literally like our entertainment center was, took up the wall and right next to the wall was the door to their bedroom. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. On the other side of that door was where the subwoofer went. Yeah, <laughs> like, so like, like so like the door is here entertainment centers to the left of the door uh subwoofer is to the right of the door right in that corner mm-hmm. and then i had a full five one so i had a full five one system there that i cranked to not reference level at that time but probably i remember 70 75 db yeah i would yeah, run yeah. and my wife's like the kids are sleeping i go i know <laughs> See, they're, and that's it. my point was they're sleeping yeah they're used to it you know it's not, and it's, it's like, not a jolt yeah <laughs> nope they were like it's just like you know like people that grow up in the city they need to hear the noise and stuff Sirens, to fall asleep yeah. and yeah yep. and it's like I, that's how i raise my kids right outside of a theater room <laughs> it's like they're <laughs> used to the sound it's like and then i have my other friends that are like and then the rest of it, like, I don't know why he just doesn't sleep. Because like, you, you, you made it perfect. Yeah. It's too <laughs> it's quiet. Like, yeah. It's too, too quiet. peaceful. <laughs> but yeah. So they'll get used to it. Regardless of what happens, they'll be fine. They'll get used to yeah, it. Yeah. No, I mean, I, honestly, it's been great. I I know when I was doing a lot of my initial research and like, if we're going to go full soundproofing, I know that room within a room thing you tried, it came up a time. It's like, this is the, this is the, the way to do it. Everything else is kind of like a compromise. Um, unless yeah. you can build it this way. Um, and I, I like to think that we kind of got something similar because we still like, we have all the concrete that's all the way around and then there's some insulation and then it's the framing. So it's like kind of there, I think, but it's not yeah. really the same. So I, I like to think it kind of helps towards it, but also at the same time, I definitely do like hear some things like, but it could just be vibrations going through like the ground somewhere or something. I think I might hear if a car goes by outside and it kind of hits a little bump and then that sort of transfers its way as like a bump I hear into the theater sometimes, but it's not consistent. It's not every, it's not every time, but yeah, I mean, my main thing was, yeah, I want to be able to like listen to something, have all these speakers on and, uh, right not be able to wake up the kids because otherwise I'm only going to be watching like Monsters Inc uh, or Monsters University. Yeah, forever, exactly. Which, which is fun, but I think I found all like the all the fun base moments in those movies and they're still fun, but 
it's nice to also watch other things once in a while. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And that it's yeah. Having when little kids and, and having your theater just for the little kids, that's just not fun. <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, I make the joke sometimes of saying like, yeah, um, you know, I made the best like Paw Patrol viewing device <laughs> or viewing <laughs> system. Cause yeah, it's that at least now what he's, what he's hooked on now is, um, is super Mario. So at least that one's like, it's it's newer, uh, so we haven't watched that one to death yet. But each week we try to do a movie night every Friday, and his first instinct is is to say Mario. Then I say, wait, no, what about some of these other things? And eventually he'll change his mind. But his first habit is at least like I want to watch Mario again. <laughs> again, uh, okay, yeah. It's I, my kids were like I liked. Um, we used to do movie night, obviously, and we we especially my kids ha- having the dedicated theater helps a lot. Because mm-hmm. it that you go down there to watch something, we never use that as like, all right, put the kids down, you know, let them just watch TV because we they had their playroom for that, or they could yeah. play, uh, they would, or just put them in front of the TV. It's I remember um, <laughs> one of my favorite. My son fell out. At, my wife left early for work, and earlier than me, anyways, and she would joe my son in front of the tv in this vibrating bouncy chair (laughs) and i would stay in bed and and one one morning i'm laying there and he's it was a weird cry and he was like reaching and now it was a, a, a bouncy chair that was shaped like like this but he sat in this part and it so it bounced like that now he looks out this way well he had bounced so much and he was only a couple months old well he had bounced forward and he was face down on the floor with his arms out and that's why it was like, yep. so i just slid i got out of bed i'm like oh, oh okay i scooped my hand under straightened him up went back to bed yeah <laughs> and he's just there watching yeah yeah no i don't I know exactly, exactly what i think we have the same thing and yeah i used to never um my youngest i used to never like strap her into it and then one time she's like, she did one little kick and then like slid all the way out. And I was like, all right, I guess I got to book you in here now. You're, you're yeah. going fast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, so funny. Yeah. They, do. <laughs> they grow up fast. And then, uh, but yeah, we, then I've said it before on the podcast. It's like, we used to do movie night. And the reason we stopped doing it is too much pressure on people. They to were tired to pick. Yeah. And it was like, it's your turn. And they'd stress all week long. I'm like, my wife and kids, after i don't know like a month probably two months it'd take a because there were four of us so it was mm-hmm. every three weeks you got to pick a movie it was your turn and then once that once you get out from doing your your favorites yeah like now it's like now what do i do oh, yeah i don't and then it was i don't want to pick it was like and we even turned it into it was dinner and a movie mm-hmm. so you could pick wherever you wanted to go and then we would come home and watch the movie yeah. as a family. That's what we did. And then it was like, you know, one of them, I hate, I don't like Mexican food. So they'd be like, well, I can't pick that. Yes, you can. I'm not going to enjoy it, but we can do that. <laughs> Otherwise, if you just keep choosing what I want, it's only what I want. Right. right? You're, so you're like, that every was, week indirectly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, it, it became, and again, you get into that. We need constraints. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. you have total freedom, freedom, whatever you want to eat and whatever you want to watch. It was too much, yeah. too much. Nope. We're out. <laughs> I'm like, all right. Yeah. Uh, oh, then we went to a, uh, 
I bought a nice little velvet bag with chips, like wooden chips. And mm-hmm. we would write, write your favorite movies on there. And we'd each got to put 10 movies in the bag. And then we put it in. Somebody oh, grab that's out. Nice. And that's how we would pick. I like that. that got yeah. to, no, uh-uh. I, it's too much pressure. No. My movie comes up and nobody likes it. it. Yeah. What am I going to do? Oh, God. Yeah. No, that's a good way to do it. Because we, yeah. I, I'm, at, I'm at that point now of like, um, I think there's two things going on. One, it's like, I'm, it's almost like I'm watching every movie again for the first time when I'm watching it yeah. here. Um, because there's so many movies I've seen. It t- like, I rewatched Terminator 2. And uh, I mean, it was like a whole new movie just because it's like, I, you know, there's little things I'm picking up on. I'm like listening to like what's going on behind me now, more so than just in front of me. It's not just about the story. Uh, so it's like that, that's been fun. So I feel like we're still just kind of like going through older things, but then also I feel like everyone is now, it seems like they're really picking up on doing the re-releases of older movies in 4k and maybe adding like an Atmos track. So, uh, I just rewatched, uh, what was it? World war Z the other day that just got re-released and it was like, I used to watch a movie a lot. Uh, and now it's just another reason to like watch it again. It's like, oh yeah, this is, yeah. this looks good. Oh, this sounds great, you know. Yeah. Um, so it's it's kind of at least kept it of. There's still something like you know new to watch, quote unquote. But uh, it might be an old movie, but at least it's like something is something's new about it that you can kind of take advantage of, you know, in in this environment. Which yeah, I I'll, I'll, I love it because it's I get to watch my old favorites and also get to like kind of rediscover ones that I might have missed the first time around, but I'm get to watch them in you know like a much better quality than I would have originally, and it's uh it's been like a cool way to kind of discover things in addition to all the new stuff that's always coming out but (laughs) and that's i mean that i've like i said i've been doing this since 88 and it's like that on every new iteration of stuff that you just it really and it's funny you said t2 it's like i'm the same way with it and it's you know i have listeners that's the other fun thing listeners will see stuff and tell me and i'll be like I never noticed that before because yeah. maybe you're concentrating on something else in a scene. Right. And just because you think you've seen it all in any given movie, probably we haven't, there's so yeah. much to it. And it's like, think of how many people are involved in making a movie. Right. And then how many people have input on what can go into it? Like it, it literally on screen and, and sound there's no that amount of people i guarantee even star wars i haven't seen that many times right so there's that many things in a movie that mean something to somebody Mm -hmm. and then for us to notice at some point it's you know it, it it to me is what's fun and it takes a certain type of mind to maybe see those things so that's what's fun about all of us talking about it is you get different input from people but so let me let me ask you this going off of all that what did you before this current theater that you said yeah. this is like your fourth what was the what did you have for and we'll get into the gear you have now but <laughs> what did you have for gear before so um i mean it was all like i think my my very first one was like one of those home theater in a boxes thing you get from target i think i got it in mm-hmm. college and i paired that with like um it was like a sharp like 32 inch tv and at that point i was like it gets no better than this um yep. <laughs> I actually remember distinctly because we, we were very big on playing um, uh, Modern Warfare, like the first one on Xbox 360. Maybe it was. I think it was the first one. We were very big in that game in college um, to where one of my buddies, um, he was like ranked like one of the top like 50 players in the world or something. So every time we played with him, it's like it was oh, fun wow. to always win. But we'd always like, you know, get the most um, back talk from him because we're not top 50 level <laughs> all yeah. the time. 
Um, but I, I remember distinctly in that of you could hear like where another player was sneaking up on you in the back speaker. So it was almost like you were cheating because everyone else just had their normal TV setup, but I could hear somebody. So I'd always like come around, I get them and yep. uh, I hear it in the mic. I'm like, Oh, this guy's cheating. He's a bot. It's like, no, I just, I just have a proper setup. It's legal. Set up. It's, yeah. But I, I heard you coming uh, and I knew where you were from that back speaker. And so like from that one, it was kind of like, all right, this is like worth, this is worth it. <laughs> and, um, it went oh, yeah. from that into, I guess, like my next like real proper setup was in this apartment, which was really just kind of all about the screen. Um, so we had like a projector and a screen, which was fun. And again, it was another like, it kind of starts like cobble together pieces of I got a better receiver, but I'll still using like these home theater in a box speakers. And I'd like start to upgrade some and not other parts of it. And that continued into like my last place where it was use the same screen, um, got new speakers. And then I that was where I added in some of the ceiling speakers for Atmos. Mm-hmm. Then I, I messed up that install because I was doing it through the um, through the builder for my last place, and this is where I started to realize, like, oh, like not everybody understands what I mean when I say I want to build a theater because I told them I want speakers, um, I want to have wiring for the speakers in the wall, and they put the left, right, and center channels in the ceiling. And I was like, this that's not it. That's not how you do it. Um, but they're right. like, no, it's fine. You don't. You won't care. You won't care. And honestly, for them, I'm sure like 95% of their clients don't. They're never going to, it doesn't matter to them, but right. it matters to me. It has to exactly. come from the right spot. <laughs> right. And it, But that's, oh man, it's so sad to hear. But it's like, what, that was a a theater install company? No, so this this, okay. wasn't, this was just from like oh. the builder who just, they were just putting in speaker wire. And oh, okay. they, put it, they put it in the right spot, but I had to tell them to put it in that spot. And right. that to me was like my trigger of, you know, e- even if you're going to, you know, quote unquote professionals, they still have their way of like, it's easier for them to throw a wire, I guess, uh, you know, some wire in the ceiling instead of trying to fish it down or anything. And that's just how they do things. And, and when I think about it too, it's the person I was talking to is kind of like removed from the person who's actually doing the work. So they're, they're going to. Yeah. Throw, yeah. Know. He's the rep salesman, right. whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Right. So I'm having this whole conversation with them, but I don't know how much that's going to get translated back to the person actually running the cable. So that one worked out fine. But I that one I did not get, in my opinion, I didn't get good advice on where to put the speakers to like be within at most spec. So they ended up being like just spread way too far apart. Like my top front and top rear were basically like on opposite sides of the of the room and i'd sit in the center and i couldn't really hear either i had to crank them up a ton um it's like it was still fun to like do and mess with but it it wasn't like it still wasn't like okay this is perfect i'm done but because of all that stuff i was able to take all those kind of lessons learned and then put that into into this place and so Mm -hmm. now um it started off with pretty much all new gear i don't think i took anything from any of my previous builds over um it's kind of funny the people that we sold the last house too that was one of their specific ads is that we'd leave behind the projector for them yeah yeah um, and the screen and i tried to let them know because like we kind of got friendly with them over time i tried to let them know like this is not like a a standard setup i I, it's kind of janky like i did a lot of stuff to try to save money uh it works for me but i don't know if it's gonna work for you as well right Um, but you can have it and also it was kind of a reason of like, I could go back and say, Hey, I have to buy a new projector. I, I don't have one anymore. I need to, I can't have a theater with no projector. That's what I'm doing. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm gifting it to my son. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's like, what a great guy you are. Yeah. I like, what do you want me to do? I, I, I can't, I can't do it this way. Um, but it was, it was a good, it was a good way to kind of go back to zero and like, you know, apply yeah. all that thought and all that logic to it. And then, um, 
also to a lot of the tools I feel like that are one freely available have changed a bit in like just home theater design. And it's a little bit easier to kind of get like a blueprint down. And then I was working with one of the subcontractors for this place pretty closely to try to figure out, like try to spec it out and actually get some certain stuff in place. But even I think I probably upset him a little bit too. Cause I also brought some of my own, like he has his reps and his dealers and things that he can provide. And I'm coming over here with my stuff off of, you know, like random things. Like he couldn't give me an SVS subwoofer. I really want an SVS subwoofer. So like, there's still some things I sourced myself, um, yeah. but, but it was all of that put together. And it's like the room that it is now. And I mean, at least at this point, I think I'm at the spot of, I'm sure if somebody more professional came into it, they'd have a hundred things they could tweak about it. But I think I'm at that spot of kind of like an ignorance and bliss sort of a stage of, I don't know what else I would do to make it better. And I don't want to find out at this point. So I'm just going to not yet, not yet. <laughs> yeah, and I'm going to enjoy what I have. <laughs> yeah. And, and inevitably you will, if there is anything you might. And that's what I, like I said, I'm like, when you visit people's stuff or you visit other theaters, you either get confirmation or ideas. It's yeah. not, it's not a, criticism like you know what i mean like you can either get like oh i'm nailing it like the more theaters you build and or see i'm saying i mean and then come home and go oh mine's just like this or mm -hmm. mine i like mine better that doesn't mean one's better than the other but it's like mm, i see what they did there but i'm not a big fan of that and it's like i'm not a, but I, I i like it but i'm not like it, it's it, it's getting it sounds like you're pretty damn close like i don't really i mean we're getting to the point like i mean really off the top of your head and i know i'm gonna have this moment i mean when my theater's done and mm -hmm. i sit down to watch the first movie i'll finish star wars i guarantee you i will have an answer on what i'm upgrading next guaranteed so yeah. what what would you say right now well see that i i think for me it's more <laughs> it's less of a component upgrade it's more like tweaking and tuning things hmm. to, to maybe sound a bit better. I think it's more to my taste. Hmm. Um, like I've adjusted the subs I've adjusted. I ran, I, I have a, um, it's a, one of the Anthem receivers. So I ran like their whole tool to do the calibration within the system. And then even after that, I made like a few tweaks of, you know, I kind of want to hear like these particular speakers a little bit more. And I want these ones to sound a little bit different, but that it's, it's been that for me, it's less of the, like, I need, better gear or I need different gear, um, which I think is good. I mean, I have two subs now I wired for four. It'd be nice at some point to, you know, fill out the room with those other four or those other two, I should say. But I also think that it's like where I sit, I get the experience, you know, the person who sits yeah. next to me might not get the same hit and that's what those other two would help out for. But I don't, I don't feel as if there's something that's like, I, like I really need this to, to like complete my experience. But also, I mean, I, I did, put a lot into this existing build based on the previous one. So that that's why I don't feel as much like right. I'm still missing a piece of the puzzle kind of thing on this one. But again, we'll, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. Um, but it's at the spot now, you know, I, when I, when I really have it going, I, I have like kind of some smaller subs. It's not even top of the line for SVS. It's the PB 2000 pros. And I know you can go much bigger than that, but I can still fill these. And so oh, yeah. to your point, you know, I might that's go to somebody else's. Yeah, and like to your point, I might go to someone else's house and I might feel them more, but then we're talking about the is it worth triple the cost to maybe get a little more shake? And right. this now, me, no, it's not. But so how, your interior space, how big is it? Those subs are are 
are pressurizing how big of a space? Uh, you put me on the spot with the math here. It, it would be, well, so it would be for the, um, what do you got? Just be, under, just over eight feet high, right? Yeah. Well, nine, nine, um, nine. Okay. You got it's nine. nine by, it's like, it, I, it took a look. It's about like 22 by 18 by nine, nine for both. That, so those two, and how do you have them positioned in the room? This is what I've kind of played with. So the, the spot there now, it's kind of ones towards, it's kind of like, what would it be like a third or a quarter of the way into the room off of the left wall and the other one mm-hmm. on the back opposite, basically. Opposite. So about a quarter of the room and yeah, off of that wall. And so when, when I sit in the center, I'm, yeah. I'm happy. Yeah, um, I'd be willing to bet you couldn't get much better. I, I, I Those things, those your room's obviously a little bigger. Uh, well, yeah. It's substantially bigger, but not huge. It's your big difference for my room is like the two feet of head space you're getting. I got mm-hmm. seven foot, you've got nine. Um, but even still, mine, what are your subs turned at? I mean, mine are at like two. Yeah, they're not that. all the way up. I think I think right. I have, I think the front one is maybe at like, you know, based on the SVS app, it's like minus, maybe right. minus 14. And the one in the back is minus 13, I think. Or maybe it's yeah. switched. But it's it's one dB, and that's me kind of playing with a little bit of just. Yeah. And that was just I don't pure think feel. you would. I don't think you would get much more out of having four in. Not not trying to undercut CVS here, SVS here, CVS. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> for the headache medication. Um, <laughs> no, the SVS here, but I don't think you would get much more. Like you said, maybe I'm gonna. I want four just for the sole purpose. I've always wanted four, and Same. to get and it's. But I think that the idea too is what's nice about two is it it takes out that um you know subwoofer crawl because mm-hmm. you know if you position these two right you're going to get a good response out of the box you're like done there we go yeah. with four if I position those right it's even easier you're like boom 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 and I also know that I can't center two in my new theater because the door is going to be at the center of the back. Yeah. I don't I don't have enough space on the sides to do it. So four, all right, I'll pay double the price for my subs, but now I have the the layout and the dispersion that I want mm-hmm. and get, you know, without compromise. And yeah. then but I don't think for you, I don't think you're gonna get you're not gonna feel any more pun- I don't think you could. Unless you put a near field one right behind you or something, but I right, and it, that that's why I think it's it's kind of at, at that level where where I sort of think about it. Of there's more I could do, like you know, I've tinkered with the idea in my mind of like maybe doing some of like those um like the base kicker ones where you like mount it to the furniture, like maybe, but that's more of like a almost makes it more kind of like gimmicky, almost like a roller coaster ride. I think it'd be fun, yeah. Um, but I don't know if it's not one I feel like I absolutely need, and um. Yeah, same. I was kind of thinking about the near field piece, but also the, the way it's laid out, it's kind of set up where there's two rows. So mm-hmm. I kind of envision this as like your first row, and we haven't even bought the furniture for the second row yet. It's just a single chair there, but I kind of see it as like the first row is you want like that immersion, like you you like you're close to the screen, you still hear everything, um, you still get some of the shake, but then if you go back, we have a riser there, and so then um, if you get that one, then it's kind of like you're sitting there like close to the sub, you like you'll feel the rattle. Um, it's a little mm-hmm. bit more, but you're a little bit further back from it. So it's kind of like, depending on what mood I'm in, I could get both, but that's, again, I think a project for once we actually finished, like we get the, the second row in there somehow, we get some furniture going and then mm-hmm. just continue to kind of tweak it. But, um, but to, to your point, it, 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 
feels like it's more of the I'll tune it, like I'll adjust the the dBs on it. I might mm. adjust, you know some of the um, some of the EQ or something, but I don't feel the itch. Which honestly, I, I need to say this in front of my wife because I'm sure she'll be very happy to hear this. I don't feel the itch to buy any new <laughs> any new gear right That's now. That's good. That's good. But yeah, uh, but but we all, we also <laughs> we put a good amount into this place, so. If I spent what I spent and was like, that wasn't enough, then I did something wrong during the planning here. (laughs) Yeah. My, my one doubt that I have is going to a bigger room. um, Will I feel the vibrations and the punches that I'm feeling now? Because right now, like I said, they're centered, but my rear in its, you know, PB 2000, not the pro, Mm -hmm. but a PB 2000 is about, about 14 inches behind me on my center chair. So it's like, I'm getting the benefit. I'm getting the pressurization, but I'm also getting that near field effect a little Mm -hmm. bit. So by taking and moving to, I'm going to go to, um, PC two thousands. Okay. Now, instead of being in the middle of the room, they go to the four, you know? So now I, I, I'm not going to have that near field. Yeah. But, my prime seating position is going to be second row like I have here and like John, John Brock's theater where he has a bar behind him. I have that in my design as well. Okay. And my backup plan is literally, it'll be like one week. If I'm not getting the punches and the feels I'm going near field in that wall and I'm thinking maybe just as an idea right now, I'm thinking if I threw in, a um right on that wall for the bar i would be able to put in like a an svs in wall the 3000 okay. in wall yeah those those which, are those are new right like relatively yeah new. yeah yeah but having that just a few inches off of the back of that row of seats might be enough to give enough. you that punch mm-hmm. and try that out see what that you know you got your 45 days to test it out yeah <laughs> it's like you might as well, right? it doesn't work <laughs> pull it out of the wall and you know we'll try something else but yeah um but yet that that is my only di- everything else in the room i'm fairly confident with is going to be either a sideways you know is exactly what i have or uh, an improvement mm-hmm. right but yeah other, other than that's my one doubt but yeah yeah, I I feel like I feel like for mine it, it's it's very similar. Of like there could be a little bit more probably shake, but it also again it kind of depends on just I I, I can also get more of that by kind of upping the DVs a little bit and just raising the volume yeah. up a little bit too. Um, I remember there was one scene from the Polar Express where like that train first arrives, and yeah. I remember that one. I was like I was kind of going through a bunch of scenes, and that one came on, and I remember that one was like ooh. And yeah. it didn't, I, I didn't feel like I needed to upgrade with that one. So I also think it's a little bit of just you get the right test material, you, you tune oh, yeah. it up right, and yeah, you're going to be feeling something um, no matter what, no matter what you yeah. do. And I'm, see here in the, what I think is going to be fun and what should be fun for the podcast as well, two miles away from my old theater, which will still be intact. That so, AB kind of, yeah. Oh my God. You yeah. just AB, you like watch a scene and run over and be like, <laughs> be like my son and, you know, hopefully my daughter in law someday will be like, what the hell is he doing back here again? <laughs> <laughs> like, I got to see this. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> so, and, and knowing me, I'll probably be able to turn it on from my house. Mm-hmm. I'll have like, 
yeah, I, guys, I'm coming over. Oh, why is the theater turning on? <laughs> yeah, no, you can get, it has to be warmed up. By the time you get yeah. there, it has to be warmed oh, up. Oh, yeah, I don't want to waste yeah. time. I don't want to bother you any longer than I need to, starting yeah. from right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, heat it up, get it ready to go. <laughs> heat it up, get it ready, yeah. And But what was, so what was the theater, like, going right from it? Was it dedicated, did you say? My last one? Yeah. No, no. Um, oh. that was one. Of, that was one of the problems. Is actually, it was in. It was in the basement, and we bought this place pre kids. So it, at the time, it was like it's just me and my wife. It was great. We'd have company over. It was like we do. Like you know, if there's boxing events and stuff, it was perfect. But then, um, what we noticed is that, like you know, our stairwell going up to the second floor, um, to the first floor, to the second floor, it was just wide open. So any noise that was coming out of the thing it would just shoot straight up and basically be knocking on the door wherever wherever mm-hmm. you were at. So um, it became one of these things of like, yeah, this isn't going to work. We have to turn it way down at night and be like very careful. Um, I think there were a couple of times I just outright like unhooked the sub from, from it. I could have turned it off. I was just like, I just, I'm just yeah. going to go over here and turn it off because it's just faster. <laughs> um, because yeah, I didn't, I didn't want to, I didn't want to, you know, yeah. for a kid, you got to be very, very quiet around the baby and everything. Um, and then after, afterwards it became a uh, kid's playroom and then also a workout room because it was also during COVID for a part of this. So it's just everything was like, to me, it was everything is encroaching on my theater. I need, yeah. I need to get the space back. And so this is, this is what that turned into. But, but before it was, it was just kind of like a wide open, essentially a wide open space. You know, we could, we could actually hear it outside when I would turn it up. Oh, yeah. Um, to where I was like, yeah, I'd stand outside and you could very, very clearly hear it. So, yeah. It's, yeah. um, Mine, my my wife has told me this. She'll be outside playing with the dogs and I'll be watching some movie and she goes, you know, you can hear that outside. And I'm like, yeah, I know. (laughs) No, no, no. Like, I think if the neighbors are standing in their driveway, they can hear that outside. (laughs) And where I live, it's like, you got to have two acres of land, 200 feet of frontage. There's plenty. I mean, you're not allowed to build within 25 feet of your border. Yeah, each of you. So that's at least 50 feet away. Yeah, that's a lot of of things. Yeah, exactly. So there's a lot of distance. And yeah, it's like that. But everything in this theater is literally like the walls are the foundation. Like I, I, I nailed into the foundation itself. Like I actually, you know, hammer nail. What do you, uh, the, it's a special kind of nail that you actually just shoot it in. You shoot it into the wall with a 22 caliber. Jeez. Yeah. That's what, that's what, yeah. So it's, it's, it's very, yeah, it's, oh man, yeah. I forget what that, I, I forget if we were in the chat, I'd be, somebody would be like, ah, it's this, but it was, <laughs> uh, it, you'd, uh, you'd load a 22 caliber into the device, mm-hmm. you put your nail in the end of it and you strike it with a hammer and it, and there was a bang. It, it went off like a gun and, but it shoots the nail through the board and into Jeez. the concrete. And right. That's how, so my walls are literally attached to the concrete. Yeah. <laughs> and then the other wall, the wall that's along the, the center of the house is nailed to the beam of the house. So yep. any of these walls vibrate, everything's vibrating. It's, yeah, it's, right? it's shooting straight so, up. Yeah. 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 So that's one. And, but this was also 2001. I didn't know this stuff. I was just happy to get its own room. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was like, I got a dedicated theater and it's, you know, um, and, and again, a lot like what you were saying is like, you're, everything encroaches on the theater. It's like we moved in and the day we, day after we moved in, I masked out where the screen would be. 
and I this is where the theaters go and started working on it right away. And like six weeks later, the theater was done, but the rest of the basement was literally just a brand new bare ass basement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And life happened over the next 20 years and it was their playroom. Then it's my, like my son kind of, he doesn't live down here, but that's his area with a TV, but I have a workshop area over there as well. And Mm -hmm. I used to stack the firewood inside the house out here. I mean, it's, it's evolved all, but all the while it's like, if you had a, you know, a um, time-lapse camera, you just see this constant theater. Yeah. Pretty much been the same. And then everything around, it's just changing like the weather. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's, that's what's going on. That's what's going on for us. Except yeah, it was coming into my yeah. theater space and oh, um, no. yeah. And so it was like, okay, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta do something about this. Cause I, I had it in my mind of, if this is where we're at with one kid after a year, like I, I can't imagine what's going to be, you know, when they start having their friends and their friends are coming over, it's just like, there's not going to be enough. There's going to be enough space in here. Um, yeah. And that's, that was kind of what triggered just like looking for a place in general and then luck would have it. We were able to you know, do our own spot. But that was kind of what triggered in the first place was it was almost like, yeah, you came into my theater. So now we got to move and go somewhere else. But it was a little bit of the like, I don't know if I don't know if we're going to scale with this place um, to where everybody's going to be happy and at peace for, you know, until you guys are off to college kind of thing. Yeah, it's um, how old are your kids now? Uh, they are young. So um, the oldest is almost four. And then the other one is almost one at this point. Okay, so I'm I'm in rule, it right now. <laughs> rule number one: You've got time. This you gotta put this sign up. Anybody listening with little kids, and you have a projector and a screen or anything. Rule number one: Absolutely no silly string allowed in the theater. <laughs> Is and that seen it immediately? <laughs> well, I I in the top right corner of my screen. Yeah. Had pink silly string on it. And you're like, luckily it didn't hit dead center. Otherwise I'd have to replace the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's literally right in the top corner and it kind of damaged the screen a little bit, but it's, yeah. you know, if um trying to think of a scene that I would know any early, early empire strikes back early snow scenes. You can, any white scenes. you look Yeah. At there, all, you yeah. yeah. You're going to see everything Something that like way. that. Yeah. Actually, that one wouldn't even work. I'm trying to think of a movie that it would, because it's outside. Like if I have my masking up, you can't see it. It's in that. It's, the, oh, it's like okay. right to the corner. So it would, it, 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 that's fine. But maybe, anyway, like, maybe like a, like a Top Gun when they're like flying over yeah, like, like open you, sky area or something. Yep, you might see yep, it then on the IMAX. Yeah. yeah. And, and you'd have to literally, it, but it's so far off in the corner. Everything you're looking for is, I know it's there. Most people never notice it's there. Mm-hmm. I Nobody's ever called it. You know, nobody, yeah. what's happened up there? Yeah. Um, no, once you see it, it's over. <laughs> but how lucky, how lucky is, well, my children, for one, <laughs> that it went up there, right? Because if it was dead center on the screen, I'm like, it's not a cheap screen. And, yeah. But somebody to this day, my daughter's like, I don't know. I don't know who did it. It was one of their friends, I'm sure, because it wasn't them. Mm-hmm. Um, both, both my kids, and that's where you're going to, as some advice as your kids get older, your kids are going to be great. I, I guarantee oh, yeah. it because you're going to, you know, instill in them, in them how important this stuff is yeah, and how valuable and fragile and, you know, you've got to take care of this stuff. 
their friends won't. Yeah. Their friends are just, they don't care. They don't care. You know, and it's, you know, I'm like, I had, um, I had one of my own friends let, let her son in there and I, I had closed the door and, they're like, oh no. And he walked up and he was trying to hit the screen. Mm. And I was like, no, you can't let him do. Oh, he's not going to hurt it. I go, if he does, are, are you going to pay for it? She goes, she goes, yeah, fine. We'll pay for it if he damages it. Yeah. I go, great. I go, can I get a check now for the $3,500? Right. Yeah. You think it's like a little sheet you get from Target or yeah. something. It's not I'm like yeah. that's $3,500 screen. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, uh, and she like, she shuffles them out. She goes, why don't you have a lock on the door? <laughs> because I don't need one. I just tell yeah. people don't go in there. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? They have no idea. And the kids, the kids that their friends have no idea. Nobody means anything by it. They just don't understand. They're, yeah, they're, just, they're just not used yeah. to it. They, they've never yeah. had a piece of fabric that they couldn't necessarily touch. And it wasn't just like, I throw it in the wash. It's not a big deal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, ah, Don't worry about it. Yeah. No. Nope. Yeah. So, yeah, just you'll see when they get older. But and again, it's like emphasize stuff like that because my kid, my kids were scared of their friend. Like, no, don't do try this. Don't try that. Or don't do that in here. But kids do things. Kids yeah. are kids and have a little yeah. rainy day fund. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're building the theater <laughs> repairs after all this. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Um. So let uh all right. I'm dying to hear about it. I mean, what do you have for gear now? Yeah, what? so um <laughs> so we got the it was the NZ seven as the mm-hmm. projector, which is just so funny to me that you can spend that much on it and then still not like be at the top of the projector line for them. Cause I I, yeah. I, used, I was like I was used to getting like the Epsons and stuff like that, and I'm like, oh, this is like double the cost of the best Epson. This like has to be. Yeah. Like, no, there's still, there's still tiers mm-hmm. above this. Um, and which- these are all, I, and I keep telling people, these are all like, even the top tier JVC and the top tier Sony to match it. These are all entry level. That's top yeah. of entry because then there's the, the, the world outside of 30 K. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, right. Exactly. You know, now exactly. you're yeah. getting into, like, like the Christie's projector and stuff. Yeah, like that. yeah, or that Sony, what is it, the 380, whatever it is, that's like 80 grand and stuff. Yeah. And it's like, that's got amazing processing. And it's like, I never, ever get any jealousy or any, I love Same. that stuff because it all ends up back in our stuff years later. Yeah. That's where our tech comes from. And it's fun to see that. So there was, um, um there was this like one, because as a part of this, I was looking at a lot of like the YouTube home theater build channels. And I think there was one from audio advice where the guy was like going through this room and the room looked cool. Give me some ideas. I took some stuff out of the room uh, to put in our own place. But then when he was like going over one of the spec list things, it was like, said the projector it was like that, yeah, the $80,000 Sony one. Um, and I was like, ah, I, I don't really know if you have to go that far to get good quality out of like the project. The argument was that, the lumens would have lit up the screen better, which I'm sure is true. Um, but I, I don't know if like it, you, it was 80,000 or, or it's not worth it. You know, um, well, it depends <laughs> on your throw distances. I remember it, it was a few months ago it, on AV rant. They had a guy, I think he was from Australia and he had the budget and literally the need for that projector. 
because he had such a long throw distance and he was trying to get, you know, you know, uh, high, uh, you know, HDR. Mm -hmm. He's trying to get the, um, the best possible picture. And, and again, he had the budget to do it and it's, you, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be buying these things unless you need these things. Right. And it's like, I mean, unless you, unless you're like can afford it. Right. And like that, there are people that are like, I don't need it, but yeah, I just really wanted it. Okay. Knock yourself out, but you're probably not going to use it. And it's like, um, like John, John Brock, when he was, what did he have? The, what, what's the top of the line JVC? Is it the nine or the eight? Oh, uh, the nine. Yeah. The nine. So he had an eight and it was a $10,000 jump to the nine. Right. But I, I, I mean, on the podcast, I was like, I, I thought, no, I go, all that is, is that it's a bragging, right? To be able to say I got the nine, because I don't think you're going to even notice the difference. Cause you, you're more than adequate at eight with your throw distance and screen size and everything. Right. Right. And it's like everything else, you're just going to dial the nine back more. Right. What are you doing? Right. You know, what, what, spend that 10, you know what you could do with 10 grand elsewhere in the room if yeah. you cut <laughs> the money to spend, you know, there's <laughs> other like things the you can do room. with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's like, but, but, you know, don't get me wrong. If a nine came up and it was on sale or something like that, or like, you know, we talked about on the podcast, like, you know, B stock nine for the same price as an eight, but I was going to buy an eight. Yeah, I'd probably do it, but I, just, I, to, yeah. you know, but it's like, it's stuff like that, but it's like, I wouldn't chase it just because, and that's where you run into salesmen. Like you said, it's like people like, oh, you really need this and you kind of got to know what you're doing. Yeah. And so like with, with that, like I, I listened to like some things um, from the guy, but it was also a, a case of at least when, when I was going through with the subcontractor to kind of spec all this stuff out, like I, I already had my list ready to go. Cause I, I was using my research off like APS form and stuff to put together like what my component list should be and then kind of go from there. Like, okay, what, like, where do I want to splurge a little bit versus um, where am I going to save? But I need to get some reference on like how much can I spend? Because if I watch those YouTube videos, it's like, yeah, every theater is at least $300,000 and this is the only way to do it. And so I was using that as a little bit of like, okay, where where do I need to like go up and down? Um, And there were a couple of things where I talked to my, um, the, the subcontractor about to say, like, look, this is like, if it was something kind of already on my list, I might've let, you know, you know, he could talk me into going up on some things of like, okay, yeah. like a speaker, I'm never going to replace a speaker, no matter how the tech changes, the speaker's a speaker, I'm set. So that's like stuff where it's like, yeah, sure. Let me go for it. But there were some other things of like my screen. Um, I got one from, from Seymour, um, mm-hmm. like Seymour IV. It was, it was one of their ones that has like a little, it's, it's a uh, acoustically transparent. I'm forgetting the exact name, but it's, it's, it has a little bit more gain than what you would typically get. I think it's like... It's like a 0. 0.3? Uh, I think this one was like a 1.2. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, Just, but, but, all right, slight gain. Yep. Slight, but but most of like, you know, the acoustically transparent screens are just one. And so mm-hmm. my thought was is because, well, I got, you know, a little bit lower on the projector from a lumen perspective. Let me try to make up for it a, a, with what I can with a higher gain on the screen. And I'll tell, I mean, it's at that point now, if I watch it, I don't, I don't notice anything. Yeah. I mean, of course, it doesn't look as good as like an OLED that I have, but that was never the point anyway. No. So it's like, to me, this this is better than what I had. This, I you know, uh, could it be p- potentially a little bit brighter in some certain areas? Like maybe, but also maybe I just need to tweak the settings a bit and I can get the same thing. Like I don't run it on high power. So like I know oh, I can nice. do more to like yeah. get more out of it. 
Um, but anyway, so that that's a screen is one of those. And that's it was like the way they do it. It's they do it based on the the width of the screen, not the diagonal. So I think it's like really like 160 point like two inches or something. Mm-hmm. But it was based off like the 140 width, I think, screen. Um, and that one was kind of funny as, as a side story is you mentioned like the the silly string that you noticed in the corner um, on your screen that you see. Because I have three speakers that are behind the screen on a bright white scene. Uh-oh. So I think I put on the Matrix as a demo. And it's like when all the guns are flying by, it's just bright mm-hmm. white. I could see the reflection of the white off of some of the bezel from the speaker. And the oh. second I saw it, I was like, I got to get the backing on it. Because yeah. I was trying to save some money. Yep. And I was like, let you me try it. it. And I saw the first thing I put on, I was like, there it is. Yep. All right. Can't have uh, it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can't have that. And it's, I had, because uh, I had my, uh, it's funny. My wife asked me, because it's still up in the attic. My first screen, it was um, a daylight, um, acoustically transparent screen. Mm-hmm. And I wanted daylight because most of the theaters I had been in back then were daylight screens. If you walked up, you could see their logo. And I was like, yep. that's what I want. Right? Yeah, so yeah. I got that. <laughs> and I, I remember like looking and being like, oh, no. Like I had cut out holes in the wall because um, it was mounted on a wall. Cut up the holes so I could put my speakers behind it. And same thing. It's like. And, and it's, you know, gloss black NHT speakers and you could see the, like any reflection on certain scene and it didn't have to be a bright white scene. It could be anything just going, cause this one was, um, I don't know if you have a weave. Mine was just like perforated, just had the yeah. holes. Yeah. My, mine's the weave one. Yeah. Yeah. I know, I know what you're talking about. So anytime any light would come through like it could just be somebody showing a flashlight in a movie in a dark scene but if it hit there and it reflected all of a sudden you'd be like what the hell so (laughs) how i fixed it was i took black cloth hockey tape and taped it all over the front of the speak on the gloss black part yep yep and it it that turned it into basically flat black and just not it never did it again but but yeah that's the thing with acoustically transparent it's like you gotta get that backing otherwise you're gonna see it there were times on on bright white scenes like you said you could see the whole outline of the Mm -hmm. of the speaker Mm -hmm. (laughs) you're like oh no that'll take you right out of a movie yeah and that's that's exactly what it was when uh when we were going through it it was like i saw it immediately i kind of i mentioned it to my wife but i didn't point it out to her and she's like i don't see it and then uh, I I showed it to her. I was like, well, look, there it is. And she's like, oh yeah, there it is. Yeah. Um, and it was only when you were sitting at like just the right angle, but again, it was, it was enough to where it's like, I went this far yeah. and comparatively the backing to get the backing material is not that expensive once you're kind of you know, this far down the road. So I was yeah. like, let me just put that on. They tried to warn me and say, you know, it's going to mess with the, um, with the acoustics, but I kind of figured like, I'll try to EQ it out. And honestly, it's one of those things, again, ignorance is bliss. I, I don't really know right. what I'd even be looking for in the audio to know like, Oh, I, I hear exactly what this backing did. Exactly. So everything just fine. Uh, and so it's like, Oh, this yeah. to me was an easy fix. Um, yeah. To throw that up there. Yeah. And it's, that's the thing. It's like, pick what you want. And it's, it, it I guess you call it ignorance is bliss, but it's like, it, 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 and when you go to other theaters, you're going to notice, differences and there's so many differences that i don't Mm -hmm. think it's going to be the 
the slight frequency difference you're going to get from an, another acoustically transparent piece in between yeah. the two, right? It's like it, it's probably going to do what? Knock down some of the highs, maybe. That's it, right. like the really extreme highs. But when you go and watch a, 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 like, a, like a Matrix scene or something and the gunshots are going off and the high pitches of the gun sh- of the bullets twanging, it, oh, well, it wasn't exactly the same. <laughs> yeah, that that's the stuff that's like, yeah, for me, if it was a true, like if it's an AB, like I, the room here, the room there right next door and I listen to the same thing, maybe I'd notice it. But yeah. I feel like for a lot of that stuff, it's more of a, if it sounds good, which it does. And right. then when it gets to stuff like that, of like the matrix, it's more about like, you know, the, the, the immersion and getting the sound coming from all around you. And I know for sure the quality of the sound can't be all the same because they're all different speakers. Cause I upgraded the front three, but I left the rest kind of normal or mm-hmm. normal. They're still expensive, but um, you know, it's like the, the again, like the entry level on, on their line. And um, again, it's the same kind of thing. Like it, it all sounds like it, all of them sound good to me. I just, it's one of those, it's a little bit of the, I didn't want to do it again. So I just said, okay, give me like, you know, better, better front speakers. I know there's going to be used more, um, yeah. but it, it all sounds, you know, as, as expected. Um, yeah. Decently matched. They should be, right. are they all the same? Brit? What are they? Yeah. What so they're you, all, um, they're all Kef in walls um, for all of them. So I, w- I might mention this. I went with, uh, is there's 15 total. So I did the nine on the bed layer. So I also included like the two front wides as a yep. part of the setup. And then I did six, um, six Atmos in the ceiling. And that was a little bit of a, I don't really know if I could fit more speakers in that room. Um, <laughs> and that was where it was the tipping point of, I can do 15 with, uh, with one of the Anthem receivers, but to do any more than that, you start looking at like the trend off stuff. And that's, yeah. you know, that, that's a significant bump in price yeah. that again, for the room I have, it's not like it's a screening room for, folks i'm not charging an admission so it's kind of like yeah. i can't justify it and i honestly don't know yeah. if i i might get better better no. panning but even like the number of things that would even take advantage of that many speakers right now like even the front wides it's it's very low and so i couldn't imagine adding more to that i'd really right. be getting any real advantage out of it no uh, and that's for that size room we that's pretty much the size of the room i'm gonna have i want to i want 15 speakers as well Mm-hmm. And that's, that's pretty much the max that's you really any more than that. It's you're right. You go to a trend off, but that's meant for a bigger room. The yeah. reason you want more. And it's funny. You haven't heard the podcast yet, but Danny speakers and I, it's the podcast that's out before this one. Um, so at the time of everybody hearing this last week, Danny speakers and I <laughs> talked about it and it was exactly that. It, it was like, you know, you can line up as many speakers as you need to get to the end of the room and a Trinov will map that out appropriately object based mm-hmm. stuff. Um, we don't need our rooms aren't long enough. They're not wide enough. You don't right. need that. You, it, all it is, is us, which I, don't get me wrong. I'm there too. It's like, maybe I could sneak another one in between here or something. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. Cause I want front wides as well. My question to you. So you did in walls. How like, your are, are your front wides kind of aimed at you? How did how did you manage that? No, so it's it's interesting. I can still hear them. Um, maybe this is marketing stuff, right? But the the way that Kef explains it is that because um, they're all Kef speakers, mm-hmm. is that they have a bit of a wider dispersion on them. So it, it again, marketing speak. You go look at like the stuff online, right? It'll say that those are shooting out a bit wider than a normal speaker would if it's like kind of pointed right at you. 
I do think, and one of my, to your point, one, one of the upgrades eventually might be to try to angle that speaker in a bit. Mm-hmm. But from where it's at right now, I can still get a line of sight on it and I can still hear something from it if I play a distinct sound out of it. Right. But it, it might not be coming, it, it might not be, again, like ideally placed, but I'm also kind of, again, in my mind, kind of hoping that some of the wider dispersion means I'm still picking up on it. So like if you're sitting on the way it's set up, it's like kind of like a big crash pad sort of couch. So it's like if you're sitting on the left side of the couch, you might not be hearing out of that left front wide as much. Right. But also I'm kind of viewing it as because there's just not that much content there, you're still hearing all the other speakers coming at you. So if you're missing that one, yeah, it's hopefully not that big of a deal. It actually puts you closer to the the left surround because that one is like right within the the spec for Dolby. So that one is kind of like pretty much right there on your on your ear. Um, so you're still getting all the sound out of that. So it's one of those things of for most mixes, I feel like I've heard anything coming out of that front wide is also typically coming out of that at least that main surround, not mm-hmm. the not the back surround. Uh, right. But it's it's worked out pretty well. But no, I didn't I didn't do any angling on it. That was a conversation I had with um, the subcontractor specifically about like should we be building something like in from this wall to kind of mount it so it's angled out? And he was just kind of like don't don't worry about it. But <laughs> It, it might have been because I bothered him so much at that point. He's just like, no more questions, man. Just let me put these speakers in. <laughs> and just let me let me go. Let me do the next project. Let me go. <laughs> yeah, Don't worry about it. It's fine. It's fine. But also, if, if I wanted to do that one, I feel like that one is an easy enough yeah. project, like a weekend project thing to try to build like a little box for it and kind of angle it out if I really felt like it. But Exactly. Um, but it's there. To me, it's like the speaker's there, the wiring's there. But... I, I still hear it. That's the important part, right? Yeah. It, that's and that's what, like I want that like my receiver right now or my my pre-pro won't do 15 and I kind of obviously the the Marantz uh what is it AV10 or whatever the the one up from it's the I have the 7706. Mm-hmm. Um so their newest model whatever the 10 whatever they call it that's the one that I'll have to go to. But it's substa- I, my plan was not having to buy that. But at the same time, I don't want to build the room and not put in these speakers. Yeah. Because I don't want to have to redo it later. I don't want, right. you know, and to your point, maybe they're not in correctly, but they're in the right location or whatever. But at least I have it run. Yeah. And to everybody listening right now going, well, just wire it for that. Well, yeah, but then you're getting into the Atmos and if you want, you, you have to play the, and I talked about this with Danny speakers as well. The Atmos position for three and six is completely different. It's not like you just throw the, the middle two in between them. You actually mm-hmm. spread out. If you only have four and then you go you're, to you're six, them in. Yeah. you actually have to pull out, you have to spread out the, the four yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, whoops, to, to get the right, right. Yeah, right. to get the right dispersion. So I, I just want to do it right the first time, but that was a substantial change, right? So it's not yeah. like it's it's not a cheap piece of equipment to be able to do it right and actually be able to have the processing power to do it. So yeah. that yeah. was something I, you know, I got to work with that. But but yeah, it's like, I, I again, I just want to, I want to be where you are, like just done. And be able to just enjoy it for once. Not for once. I was there for quite a long time. So that's why I'm really excited about what what's going on now. But yeah. Um 
But yeah, no, I mean, it's, 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 yeah, it's just super long road, right? It's just because it's the, the thing that was getting me about the whole build is like, I was very focused on the theater, but there's obviously a hundred other things, especially for you. Like you're, you're really yeah. have to worry about a hundred other things um, that all have to get done. So it's like, Hey, the theater's done, but yeah, the toilets, you missed them. We don't have any, like you got to think about so much uh, throughout the whole, throughout the I whole know. thing. Um, and yeah. And so, so yeah, no, that's, that's tricky. Um, but yeah, so, so ha- have all that didn't angle that. I also noticed something else that was on um, EVS forum where there was like a whole separate forum about Atmos speakers. And one guy was very adamant and saying like, they have to be angled towards you. Um, and that's another thing. of like, I didn't think so. Mine aren't. Yeah. And it's like, I think it's actually cause the Atmos, I, I and, and to be fair, I don't even think the front wides need to be angled at you necessarily. It's like mm-hmm. the purpose of the front wides is, is like you said, most of the sound is coming from, say, you're on the right side of the room. If they want to pan something off, your front wides are going to allow that to pan off a little bit further. Right. And so, and I think when you when you calibrate the room, the sound needed to hit the microphone when you're calibrating the room, that speaker is going to, now if it was aimed at you, it would probably take less sound for it to hit the the reference that it's looking for, right? Mm-hmm. But if it's aimed straight across at each other, and now we're working off axis, you're going to need a little bit more power, yeah, a little more sound coming out, volume coming out of it to get to that same reference. Either way, you're going to get there, and yeah. the sound you're missing is either going across the. It doesn't matter. So, it, it, I don't think it matters that it's not angled at you. Um, it. But just like your overheads, Atmos, atmospheric, it, they're not supposed to be, in, in my opinion, I, I wouldn't direct them directly at you. I would just straight down and their placement is the important part because that's what you, you know, they're all going to work together. And then the calibration right. is going to dial that in. Right. No, and that was, that was my thinking. It's like, I, I know, I think it was the one form and then there's another guy, I think it's like home theater guru or something who was, he was also similar, but very adamant about saying like, you know, it needed to be, needs to be angled in. Um, but there's a little bit of this, like to do that, you're limiting yourself on your speaker selection. If you're going with like a same in ceiling thing, or, you know, what some of the solutions were was just like actually put a speaker up there and then bracket it in and have that be angled down at you, which seemed like a whole nother set of concerns with young kids in the house of well, yeah. that falls out of the wall, something rattles too much. I don't want to be, uh, you know, shaking from the sub and all of a sudden I get hit in the head with a speaker. Uh, it's like a real immersive effect there. So <laughs> I, uh, I, it's, the ship's it's, falling apart. It really yeah, yeah. is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've never seen Titanic like this before. <laughs> yeah, we're going down. <laughs> so it was, it was a little bit of, I was, I was trying to like be open and like receptive to a lot of the advice I was getting, but that, that to me is one of the like, if I really notice it and if I really feel like it'll make a difference, I might come back to it down the road. But again, when I like, again, like I mentioned for Harry Potter, because this is just, we were watching it last night that a car flew over. I heard it come from the back to the front. That's what, oh. that's all I wanted. It wasn't coming yeah. out of just one speaker. It wasn't, I could hear the pan. Oh. I was like, this, that's what it is. Um, and so it's been, again, that's been like a bit of an aside, but um I, I feel like I, I have heard the front wides, heard all of like the Atmos speakers, especially when they're distinctly playing. And then also just as part of the immersion. Um, and I don't have any complaints about it. So <laughs> it's awesome. been, it's been good. Um, 
And then I think I mentioned earlier too, for the receiver, it is a uh, Anthem AVM 70, the 8K one, I think, mm-hmm. um, nice. which has been pretty good. Um, I don't really have any complaints about that. I did have a whole bunch, like, I think there was another um, podcast you were doing about like HDMI issues. I had a whole bunch of HDMI issues with that, but I don't think it was the receiver specifically. It was just yeah. HDMI that- issues. Yeah, that's me and Chris Deering, and yeah. like, he's so, like schooling me on how much better it could be because I'm just like, yeah, like, what? I'm like, you plug it in, it works, <laughs> and he's like, it doesn't work as good as it could. I'm like, how good could it work? And then he yeah. went on and told me, I was like, oh crap, yeah, <laughs> like, and that's one of those you don't know what you don't know, and it's like, look, I plug it in, it works. I had one go bad on my projector, obviously, but it's like, I mean isn't that kind of how everything is I'm like yeah. nothing's perfect yeah but. and that's that's like the approach i took to it i think there was one night where it was um because like when we got towards the end of the project and the home was like really looked like a house i started to uh come out here at night to actually come and like try to do what i could from a wiring perspective before we moved in and it's like you yeah. know once we move in it's kind of like i'm not getting back to it so i was trying to do as much as i could ahead of time and so i remember the day that um the guy he had installed the projector so i was like okay finally this is what i've been waiting for I rushed up to the house that night. I, I came, I didn't even have the receiver out there yet. I just had like my laptop and uh, some movies loaded, some demo clips loaded onto it. And I just plugged it straight in and it didn't work. Oh no. Like what, what's going on here? And so I was there instead of me like watching scenes and like trying to like experience it. I was just there for like an hour troubleshooting. Couldn't get it to work. Like came back home. I was like, I just, I just waste a whole bunch of money on this thing. Like it doesn't even work. I can't even get it to turn on. Um, and then it ended up being like, there's, there's like some tweaks you can do within both the JVC. And then also it's like part of the change to kind of try to break it up a little bit. So hopefully it, and it, it works fine now, but it was just that piece of it of, yeah, like th- I get why, like there's a market for all the installers and stuff. Cause this stuff is not just a quick plug and play in some cases, no. especially it feels like, yeah, the more you get into some of like the higher end gear, it's like, it lets you do more with the gear, which is great. But if you don't have every technical piece in that chain, perfect. Yeah. It's just going to spit out on you. Um, right. It, it, I remember it's that. It's so thing. frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just troubleshooting. And it's, you know, the, the night that we, um, the day we moved in, I know my wife, like we had some family over. She like really wanted to show people a theater. And I was just like, I'm sorry, it's not ready. She's like, well, like how long is it going to take you? I was like, I, I don't know right now. <laughs> I can't tell you that answer. It's just not ready. And I don't want to, I don't want to have people in here after hearing about it and talking about it for a year and a half. I don't want people to see it like, you know, 98% done. I want it to be a hundred percent done. Um, so (laughs) we can break a little bit on that. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, it's, it sounds silly because people not in the world, like they, the, the amount, like, did you hear John Brock's situation that happened to him? No, it was his. So, well, you've seen his theater, right? The Mm -hmm. big, it's amazing. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, I think he's got Trinov, he's got a kaleidoscape, he's got all I mean, it's an abs the room itself is gorgeous. People come the chairs, everything. They come in yeah. and like the thing just went <laughs> on a demo. It just shut down. And it's like he's like, you get the sweats and his his media closet is like down the stairs because it's a garage area. So we had to go yeah. down and he's trying to solve it. I can't remember what exactly it was, but he I don't know if he got it solved that night or whatever, but that's just not what you want to have happen when, yeah. when you've, because we know this is what happens. You know, it, it's like, it, it wasn't, I don't think a shock to him. 
it just stinks when it happens when you're trying to show show it off. Oh yeah. And everybody and like you said, like I've been talking about this thing for like a year and a half. And then you don't want to get people down there and, you know, have it crap out because you know their mind's gonna go, what a waste of money this, this is time. It? This yeah. Is. <laughs> you spent how much on this? Yeah. It, and that is detrimental to the hobby itself because then nobody's gonna want to do this, right? right? So it's like there has to you gotta have as as excited as you are to show it off you got to have like a break in period of like, you've got to put it through its paces and get it to be like, you know, you know, you turn it on a bunch of times, have somebody else come down, try to turn it on and like, Mm -hmm. what can possibly go wrong? And it it takes some time, but it's like, but yeah, it's like, yeah, crap can go wrong. And, and, and again, the higher end you get. And for a guy like me, the only way I can afford the higher end stuff is because I'm going to DIY it myself, you know, Mm -hmm. but when you, you get to a point where it's like, I can't, I can't DIY this. So now I, to get an upgrade, I, it's way outside because I can't afford to have somebody come in and you end up in forums or you end up doing this and you're getting bad information or you're just trying to solve it. And that's why if I could afford to have my Lumigen fixed, it would have been fixed in probably like, an hour right if i could afford to say call somebody other than jim or something like a profession not that jim my calibrator he he's not an installer he's mm-hmm. just a calibrator so it's like he's but if i had it professionally installed you just make one phone call and be like this thing's crapping out on me oh we'll get right out there and they right. fix it and it runs fine because that's what you paid for i yeah. didn't pay for that nobody was getting in the car and running down here for me so i right. had to troubleshoot it at the same time, you just want to use it and it was working as long as I could get it to work and it worked. Yeah. But, but that's the thing. It's like the higher end stuff is so I, I get in like from what Chris was saying, it is more finicky, but it's also way more complicated and mm-hmm. it's, it's not as easy for you and I to just like solve. It's not like yeah. unplug it and plug it back in. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and that's, that's stuff. Yeah. That, that's kind of been the, the struggle is like, at first, it was a lot of that of like, which component is it? And now at least I'm at the spot of where if something doesn't turn on, I know like, okay, it's this one piece or it's, it's this one piece. And if it's not this one, it's this one other piece. But it definitely still is a little bit of the, let me plug it in and like, you know, unplug it, plug it back in thing. Yeah. Um, and the thing I'm probably going to do actually right after this is I, I have um, like some smart connected outlets. I'm just going to go put those onto those finicky parts. So at least then, because what, what happens is I go sit down, I get the blanket on me, I go turn it on and then nothing shows up on the screen. Then I got to get up, go into the closet, start unplugging stuff. So at least this way I can do like the initial, like, all right, let mm-hmm. me reboot this. Let me re- reboot this for my phone. And if that doesn't work, then I got to get up. But yeah, more often than not, it's like, it's it's a couple of components that they just need, they just need a reboot. Um, but you still got to, you got to do it. And it's not, you know, when you're showing it off to folks, it doesn't look as clean as like, hold on, hold on, wait, wait, get on the chair. Pull some yeah. out of the ceiling, put it back in. Uh, it's not as it's not as much fun. Yeah, um, but <laughs> oh yeah, when Danny Speakers was here, we were what, we watched a bunch of scenes. Um, we watched a bunch of scenes on the Kaleidoscape. Everything was great. And then I'm like, he wanted to see something. Oh, it was that. I wanted to show him like, okay, this is what the Lumigen can do for mm-hmm. like streaming. And I wanted to pull up the scene from Foundation. And so I switch over, you know, I hit go to Apple TV 
boom, goes right to Apple TV. My system worked fine. Get to Apple TV, scroll down, press on uh, Apple Plus, and everything. It was like, then I'd hit play, or uh, I'd get to foundation, hit play on that scene because it's literally saved. Hit play. The whole screen goes blank, and it brought me back to, like, the main screen of Apple uh, TV, highlighting yeah. Netflix. Yeah. So then I would... Then I would scroll the tile over to Apple TV, try it again, and it kept doing it. And I'm like, what the hell is this? And and we kept trying and trying. And I was like, what the hell? And finally, I was like, sorry. And I had to get up, go into my media closet, unplug the Apple TV, plug mm-hmm. it back in, and then it worked great. And this is what, and I said to, and I said to Dan, I was like, I go, now that's Apple TV. That's for the masses. That's why that crap happens. And I literally said this to him. I, we didn't say it on the podcast, but I'm because you'll understand why. I go, if that was my Kaleidoscape, would you ever buy a Kaleidoscape? Right. And he goes, no. I go, right. right. And that's how rock solid that thing has been. That's yeah. why. That's where that money is. And I, at the time, I didn't want to say that because I don't want to come off as a, a honk for Kaleidoscape, but that's legit. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's a difference. And you know, Apple TV, 99% of the time works great. And it's like, you know, but there are that issues and I'm connecting my Apple TV with a smart plug and let it shut off and repower every night so that that yeah. doesn't happen. That's a good idea to do it every night. Just automate it. Um, yeah, you yeah, just automate yeah. it. And it yeah. was, and you know who told me to do that? Hmm. Jim Peterson from Lumigen. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, because this is, the Apple TVs can screw up Lumigens. They are the- Oh, okay. One, they are because they send out so and Chris kind of hit on it a little bit when we were talking. He was like, they just send out so many different um, refresh rates and yeah. different, you know, whatever it, that it can, the and then the Lumigen's like, what do you want me to do? And then it's right. trying to duplicate it. The Lumigen's fine. It's usually display on the other end is going, what the hell? Yeah, yeah. You're doing a hundred things right now. What do you? Yeah, which one do you want? Yeah, <laughs> right. And then that's when your system just goes, "I need to be rebooted." And yeah, then you reboot it, and then it's fine. But it's the Apple TV is one of the. It, it's it's a super sophisticated piece, but it's meant for the masses. And it, when you add it into this high end gear, I've been hearing more and more, um, more and more issues with it. But yeah, I mean, it's still a great piece. I love Apple TV. That's my favorite streaming box. But I, I honestly, I wish it's one that I could use more because I feel like that interface on it is it's the best interface. Um, yeah. And it's just so easy to use and it's responsive and it works really well. But yeah, I mean, it's like when I had it hooked up to my my OLED and a soundbar, never had an issue once. Yes. When I bring it into the theater, it's like I can't I don't even know if it's on or not. I, like, yeah, I had to turn off a bunch of settings on it. Like, um, yep. Turn off any of the the change to it's always match frame rate. Match. Yeah, I had to yep. turn all that off because it, it would go away and never come back. Right. Um, so and, I did yeah. the same thing. I did the same thing, Zach. I shut every, I went, um, high HDR. Yep. hundred percent of the time in my yep. theater because yep. it, it was so wonky. It was so finicky that it wasn't worth it. And then I finally like another one of those, like, oh, light bulb goes off. Like this is Apple TV. It's mm-hmm. streaming. Why am I trying to get exactly what the director intended with my match frame rate and getting not HDR? It's you want it. You want everything to be exactly what they intended. 
guess what? It, it's through streaming. You're not getting any even close yes. to what they yeah. intended. Yeah. If I want what they intended, I have that system. It's, yeah. you know, a kaleidoscape on my Panasonic. I'm not going to be watching it on streaming. Right. So, and everything I watch on streaming is in HDR anyways. So mm-hmm. the only thing an Apple TV is doing is it's up converting it for you if it's not HDR. Other than that, if it is HDR, it's just sending it through. So what the hell? I'm not, right. you know, it's not like I'm sitting here watching, I don't know, I don't even know what you watch in standard def on TV down here in my theater. It's like, yeah, yeah, at this you know, point, Wheel of Fortune. I'm not sitting there watching Wheel of Fortune in my theater, you know, right. I, I, going I the want archive. the match frame rate. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So, no, yeah, it's it's been a pain. Like, I, I still I still have it hooked up to the theater more as just like a, if I want to quickly show something from my phone on there, like do an airplay or something like that, or like pull up a photo, like a family video or something yeah. or do like YouTube. It's been a bit better on that, but yeah, I usually, usually it's, I'm usually using my shield for all that other sort of stuff, but even that, oh, really? like, yeah, it's, it still isn't, that's the one I really have to reboot each time. The um, shield. Yeah. It's, it's something. So I, I have a, this is honestly, this is like my first kid. It's like my, my media server. Cause I, I've, yeah, yeah. I've been running this thing since college and it's just, it's grown with me. Um, it used to be like a Mac mini that had a whole bunch of like har- external hard drives hooked up. So I actually like grew up and put it on a server, but now it kind of runs the house. And yep. um, so that I have Plex running on it, but like sometimes open up the Plex app and like it either it'll open, it'll like, I can maybe play something, but then it'll freeze at the end of it and I have to reboot the thing or it just won't even display anything at all. And I got to reboot it to get the signal back. Usually once I get it like connected again, it's fine. But yeah. it's just, again, like for that demo stuff, I had my, um, my dad over one time and um, he like, he's a big movie guy too. So I was just showing him like, so like, you remember this scene not now listen to it. And we're just going through a bunch of stuff, but it was like almost every like three scenes I played, I'd have to go in and reset the things. I couldn't get it back to the menu for whatever reason. Um, so it's like, and also I don't know when they're going to make another one of those. Cause I think most folks have said, Hey, we're, it's all streaming at this point. So it's either like the divide's getting bigger of it's either going to be your Apple TV or it's going to be your uh, like a kaleidoscape or something. But then yeah. not like the the DIYers in the middle are kind of like, hey, forget you guys. Sort of thing. Like, well, because because we'll we'll make it for for one of these other ends that it's much more profitable for us because it's much easier. Like, you have a hundred streaming services, it's much easier to to get hooked into one of those than it is for the guy yeah. who has files on his on his NAS or something. Um, yeah, but we'll we'll see we'll see where that where that, that goes. It works for now. But. Yeah, that's a great <laughs> point. I never even thought of that. That's a it, great point. Like that, that would be one of the, that is like their ultimate copy protection. Yeah. If they could find a way, like basically like look at like, you know, like Kaleidoscape has the ultimate copy protection. It's proprietary. You can't utilize that. You, you could rip a hard drive out of it, but you can't use it anywhere else. That, yeah. Yeah. It needs, yeah so like, it, and I mean, to come up with that idea, they literally had to go to court. Because the way they were doing it, the studios didn't like, and you had yeah, that cause, whole because they were ripping them, right? Like you could put in your well, your yeah, they, and they would just make a copy of it, right? And yeah. and that's that's why you know I followed that intently and didn't know if I was ever going to have one. Didn't think mm-hmm. I was because even at the time they were like forty thousand dollars. Yep. But having you know, I grew up and well, I was in my late twenties into my thirties when Napster did their thing. And that, mm-hmm. that was fun. But you know, that, that is, was the birth of iTunes. Really. Yeah. Right. And 
you know, it was like, look at what everybody's doing. And we, the whole world was sharing. It literally was the whole world. And I don't know. Are you at all familiar how Napster worked? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) Like I would look on the server and I would find your download, but you would have a faster download speed of somebody else. So I would click on your version of like, you know, dream on from Aerosmith and be like, Mm -hmm. look at that. Hey honey, I'm going to have dream on, on my computer in about 35 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and then it would crap out ten minutes in and be like, "Oh man, Zach, shut his computer down." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, but th- but that was that was great back then, and it nobody cared about it until the whole world started doing it, and the music yeah. industry was like, "Wait a minute, one guy buys a CD and <laughs> it's all it's sold. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah." So that was the birth of iTunes. Well, Kaleidoscape came along shortly after. It was like Napster was doing their thing. Kaleidoscape came along. And then obviously you have that history, mm-hmm. but did they possibly find the way of the ultimate copy protection that, I mean, it say you bought, say you watch the movie, you buy, you buy Terminator two. All right. I'm done with it. Here, Deej. Are you That's... allowed to do that? That's copy protection. But it's like, but if we do it digitally, like a kaleidoscape, or you have to have a proprietary system for any movies in the future, I can't even hand it to you. Yeah, you have right. to buy it. That's With, the ultimate. That's crazy. It, I know, and that's like that's the piece that I I think should. Like I say, I have I've been doing my server thing for a while. It's really just been like ripping Blu-rays and stuff onto it, and that's that's been it's been good for me. But it's also because I I have tools like Plex and things like that where I can put them into a server, but then I got watch it anywhere on like any device. Um, and and it's just for me. I'm like a very much like a hands-on like DIY person as much as possible for this stuff. Cause I, I find it fun, but also it's, a, it does save a lot of money to your point. You don't have, yeah. to, if something breaks, it's on me to fix, but I hopefully have the tools to fix it versus I got to call somebody. I got to schedule time. I got to maybe like stay home from work a day or something. Yeah. And then maybe they fix it. Maybe they don't. It, do, it becomes this whole thing of having to work with somebody and the whole time you're paying them money to do this. Yeah. And it's like, well, okay. Cause I think the thing that got me was with, I was looking into a control force system within this house thinking like, okay, that'd be like a good solution to control it. But then it's like, okay, if I buy a new Apple TV, I got to call somebody to come like pay them like the cost of the device basically to come hook it into the whole system. Like that doesn't seem like that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Um, But I I do, but I do think like maybe like once the server, my server finally craps out, then I will make a shift to like, okay, it's, it's time. I got to like, pick which path I'm going down, which most likely would be the Kaleidoscape path. But then it's just, that's just so it's, it's a lot. It's an investment um, for sure. I, I feel it like. absolutely is. And, it is. and like with my server, because, because it's, I'm running Unraid. So it's like, I can just kind of throw hard drives at it as I, as I get them. I think right now I'm up to like um, a pretty good amount of storage on that thing. And I think to create the equivalent, it's going to cost me a lot more than a few hard drives to get like the larger sized Kaleidoscape. Um, which, and then you got to buy all the movies. Yeah. Yeah. And in some cases, like, I think I'd be able to use that, um, the, whatever they, because they just had that thing where it's like, you can pay a little bit if you have the Blu-ray already. And it'll, yeah, yeah. if you have the disc, you just pop them in and some of them are like literally four, four bucks. And the yeah. other ones, it's like a few bucks off the, their regular price. But mm-hmm. for the most part, other than like we were talking about, what was it? The uh, Barbie movie, I think, is thirty nine ninety nine, which is, you know, that's a lot of money to pre purchase a movie, right? I've only probably bought 
a movie for thirty nine ninety nine, maybe four times. I can't even think of that many. I'm just, I can't even remember the last time I paid that much on Kaleidoscape. It's usually mm-hmm. $24.99. Um, and then, it, for especially for new releases, and a lot of times it's $14.99. So you're buying a 4K disc, a 4K version for, for some of these older movies for $14.99. But when you buy the 4K version, you get every version all the way down. So yeah. you can, you can down at any point. Um, so it is kind of it. I don't want to say it's cheaper, but it's John and I at one point figured we were looking at it and depending on which hard drive you buy. So say I bought the, I bought the 12 terabyte hard drive. Right. And I think that hard drive, if I remember, I think it was 8,000. Right. And it costs you about 8,000 to fill it. And it's that way all the way up. Yeah. And by the time you're done, you're like, holy crap. And it's like, but that's over time. You know, mm-hmm. I mean? you're buying that many movies and it's like, once you're done or it's something like that, but it costs you almost as much to fill it as it does to buy it. First, so, yeah. but that's the investment. But then, like I said, when I got this and people were like, that's crazy. It's crazy money, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, when I broke it down, my laser disc collection was more money. Then to buy the yeah. laser disc, it laser disc player, which at the time you needed to have, I mean, it's an entirely different infrastructure than, than what was existing. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, then you got to buy all the laser discs. Nothing else plays on this thing except for laser discs. So you have to do that entire collection. And it's like, and, it, and anybody out there that thinks I'm collecting physical media now. And if you're young enough, if you think this is the end, you're crazy. Because yeah. it, I mean, you might be right, but that's a one percent chance you're going to be right. <laughs> so, there's there's always been something, yeah. There's always been something, right? Either yeah, new format, new new like quality, whatever it is. Yeah, right. it keeps on changing. Um, and then yeah, and then they're like, yeah, but I'll always have this. I have my laser discs, but they're worthless because right. they look like crap compared to what's out now. Right. So twenty right. years from now, you might have your 4K Blu-ray and be like, I still got my physical media. Well, yeah, but the new digital versions now are passive 3D. What the hell are you doing? This looks ridiculous. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like yeah. it's so flat. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that's, so that, that's that's been my that's been my thing with it. It's just like um I, I liked it and this was after. So I think I had like some older some older Blu-rays, but I knew this was like for the Dark Knight, I think. But there was like a like through Voodoo or something, you can do an upgrade program. But this was before they like actually would yeah. let you upgrade to like the latest version. So yeah. I remember it became this whole hassle of I did the upgrade, then realized it only gave me access to the HD version, not the 4K version. But because of like how it showed up within uh, within Apple, it wouldn't even let me purchase like the higher version because it said I already owned it and it like locked me in at the HD version. It didn't even show me that there was a 4K version out there uh, until I Ugh. went through like a different way, but it it would never let me buy it. So I think on my Apple account, it still has like every other movie's 4k, but the dark Knight is like locked in (laughs) at HD copy of it. And it's just, it it just infuriates me. Um, I I know, like, I know there's a better copy of it. And it's at the point of like, I would have bought it, um, but you won't let me buy it. It's like, you got to open up a different account. Yeah. Have a separate account. Like you want to watch the dark Knight? Yeah. Okay. Let me sign out, sign back (laughs) in under my dark Knight account. (laughs) <laughs> like okay you don't own it yet i gotta buy it yet again yeah exactly but make sure to pick the right one 
Right. <laughs> I didn't even like, I didn't even know that that was an option. I thought it was just like you get if you do the upgrade. Hey, you're a loyal customer. You've already bought it once. Hey, we'll upgrade you to the latest. You have to pay, but we'll upgrade you to the latest. Without you having to go find like the actual copy of the disc again at who knows right. whatever price it's going to be. Um, so I like now at least you know what it seems like they're doing now is very much like no, no. We know there's better copies of it, and we will either just outright give that to you right. or let you you know pay for it if it's better. And I hope that that continues like when the eventual like 8K stuff comes around. Should they ever actually start doing yeah. that? You know, I hope that it becomes that same sort of a path of it's an easy upgrade. It's not like a whole new, like you got to go, like, sorry, you got to go rebuy it again. So you're going to be buying, you know, World War Z again. Um, right. It's going to be 50 bucks to get this copy of now, like a, probably like a 20, 30, 30 year old yeah. movie or something. I hope they don't go that far. But I see, that's where I think people like yourself and, you know, younger people, you're, you might luck out on that because, I mean, VHS. Laserdisc was better quality. So there was a movement, you know, that I'd say VHS to Laserdisc was like HD to 4K, like what we have now. Do you buy the Blu-ray or do you buy uh, the 4K version? Especially if you're like, you know, if you have a standard, like a regular display, not a projection system. Mm-hmm. So that, that was kind of like, they existed at the same time. That was the upgrade. But then DVD came out, which was equal to Laserdisc. So it was yep. an upgrade from VHS. But then we've had Blu-ray and now we've had 4K. And there was there's an up there was a reason to repurchase your collection every mm-hmm. time. Right? Right. And it's like, but now we're getting to the point that the only reason now I think that in the future it's not necessarily going to be quality, maybe unless they do something different with sound, I think picture wise, we are so close to like the point of like imperceivable improvements, right? Like going from 4k to 8k, I don't think we're going to be able to see the difference. So how are they going to sell that to us? Whereas in, you know, 1080 to four, you can see a perceived difference. And part of that is in the HDR. So maybe they come out with something there, but we are so close to an imperceivable difference that it's going to be hard for people to have the need to repurchase their entire collection again, unless you go or unless they come out with like a Kaleidoscape version for the masses where now you have to repurchase everything, but it'll be top, you know, it'll be physical media quality, right? The best quality, no degradation because of, streaming it'll be a download system so yeah i you know i'm hoping for for you guys for my kids and for people that are young like maybe you won't i mean i've bought my collection at least five times over yeah it's and that's what i've that's what i've been trying to avoid is but it's Mm -hmm. you you can't because yeah it's like i mean i saw blu-rays i you know and then there's the 4ks that come around it's like okay i guess i'll get some of these 4ks but i don't want to it, it becomes the conversation. If I've already gotten this once, do I really want to repurchase something that I may or may not watch? And, and it's like higher quality. It's like either just mm-hmm. get it. And also I like having like the ability of, at least through things like Plex, just like it's all one single, you know, pane of glass and I can get access to everything, which I know is the same thing as the, as the Kaleidoscape. But the thing that kind of has me held up on, on that is that we've kind of gotten used to being able to watch things on any screen within the house. And I know that the Kaleidoscape would be dedicated, which on the one hand, if you have a copy of like a, a Kaleidoscape movie, 
there's only one room in the house I'm really going to want to watch that on, and that's in the theater. Right. But there's other things of just like, well, I, if I maybe I only have a couple minutes, I'm like making breakfast and my wife wants to watch things and while she's doing stuff um, somewhere else in the house. And it's kind of like a little bit of background noise. I don't want to then have to then my thought would be is if I'm buying it, I want to buy it on one system. It's going to be the best. I wouldn't want to also have a copy of that like in iTunes and then some of it's right. on streaming. And I have all these other things just to get like different devices involved as part of the viewing experience, which you know, to a degree, like when it's on my server, it's any device. And even if it's on a disc, at least I can move it to another room, like right. actually take the disc and put it in a different player or something. Right. But yeah, I, I have to imagine they're like, maybe they're looking at it, maybe they're not yet. But I would imagine at some point down the road, that's they would treat that more as a, hey, yeah, if, if you have like this app installed, we know the security on this is enough to where it's like, there's no way you can like bootleg this this way and yeah. we'll let you stream it to your iPad. But, you know, it has to be on this version of it and it has to be this app and this type yeah. of device, all that sort of stuff. You can, yeah. And I know I would love that because what would be nice is, and I'm sure they could write the code for it. Imagine if you could stream just the extras to your iPad. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. the movie, just the extras. Or, I mean, and one of those extras might be the movie with, but only audio you would get would be the running commentary. Right. Mm -hmm. And it was like, that would be a pretty cool little thing because that's one of the things about the Kaleidoscape is that, so uh, like I get all the extras with the blue, Blu-ray. If you download the Blu-ray version, you'll get the extras just like on Blu-ray and 4k. The 4k usually doesn't come with any extras, but I don't necessarily need to be in my theater to watch the extras or right, listen right. to the, like those are the ones that I'll go upstairs on in the living room and put it on in the background while I'm making dinner or while I'm working on something on the computer, you know, whatever yeah. you can have that in the background. Um, I mean, Kaleidoscape, you can have throughout your house, but you have to buy a player for each room. And I, I need and those are like be... three grand. Right. It's I like, need, if, if I can have that player that is an Apple TV price, I, I have no exactly. problem. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so one of the benefits that I would like that I'll probably utilize for my kids when they're ready is that when you have a Kaleidoscape, you can have it in multiple homes. I think it's up. I think I can have up to five because people have their systems in their summer home on their yacht, in their mansion and they'll have yeah. their guest house. They'll have yeah. them in all these places. Right. Well, I can then do that for my kids. If you want, if they want one, they pay mm -hmm. me, I buy it, install it in their home. They get my entire collection. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, and I've already said that to my daughter and, and my son, I'm like, if you want one, you just have to buy the hardware, but then it's just, it's mine because mm -hmm. I'm not going to have enough. I'm not going to have a summer home and a yacht. <laughs> <laughs> and if i do i'll have enough money to just start a new account <laughs> yeah <laughs> but, whatever but you know what i mean it's like but it, that would be it i mean it's not a um it's not necessarily a huge savings but it's a nice thing for for them that they could you know if they wanted to save up the money and get the collection then they could just be like hey look i've already started i'm up to 300 and something movies yeah boom you get them right. all Right. It's like day one. There you go. They're all there. Yeah. So, I mean, there's things you can do like that, that in the future for, for younger people, it's like, maybe that's going to be, maybe not in a kaleidoscape system, but that could be something like 
you and your kids. Like you're you're starting out a legacy right now with your Plex system. Who knows where these systems go? Where in the future it'll be like it'll be a family thing in the home theater world that it's like you've oh my dad's had this collection his whole life and where did we get this oh look at this we have every movie my dad's ever watched and now mine too yeah so it's you know stuff that hopefully we can hand hand off too yeah i uh i joke with my wife i i hope that my kid is interested in this because then he can help me maintain the server. Cause this thing is, yeah. it's like, it is very much like, it is very much a DIY thing. It is a passion project of mine that I've just, I've just kept running. And at this point it's gotten to be much more stable than it has been in the past. But yeah, I mean, my thing, it would, I would wake up, hard drive would be dead. Um, I've had it where like the system drive was just dead on it. And it was a, it was a panic to try to get it back online and get like all my metadata back and stuff. Okay. It's definitely led to some like stressful moments. Um, so you don't have a RAID system, though. I do, but the oh, thing okay. is, like, once, well, so there, there are two things. One, once like the one of the hard drives failed, you're kind of in panic mode because then if any more fail, then you you're, start losing data. You lose the yeah. way that Unraid is. Um, so it's like once that first one failed, it's kind of like, okay. I got I got to get another hard drive in, but also I wouldn't necessarily know why the drive failed. Like if it was like if the drive itself died, or if there's something like more of like a power issue or some sort of bad cable or something where it's like I throw in the next one, it's going to die. Um, right. And so that would put me into a panic mode. Also, I mean, I was buying like cheapo drives, which lesson learned now. But, you know, earlier on, it was just like, I just need to put something in here and get it to work. And it's like, it's so cool when it works, but it was breaking all the time. Yeah. And then I had, um, they also let you have like a cache drive. So you can get like, that's like your, your you know, like your application set. So I didn't have, I didn't have that one on a raid. You can do it now. And I, I did it now after my experience with it, but I had some issue with the flash drive. It was um it was an SSD and it just like stopped. You couldn't write to it at all, so everything just crashed. You could still get the data off, but you could no longer write anything to it. So anytime I would like, if I watched a movie or like did anything with it, it would try to save the spot in the movie where I was, and it couldn't write to it. It would just the drive would just completely oh. the whole thing would just completely crash out. Um, and I was stacking systems on top of it where I'd also run Home Assistant, so it would do like the home automation stuff. Um, and I'd have other things on it. So it became like, it's not only I can't watch a movie, but also now the lights don't work the way that they should. And like other stuff breaks too. So it became this like, don't like, flush was, the toilet. Like, yeah, it was, exactly. Exactly. I don't it know became, what's wrong, honey, but don't move anything in the house. Yeah. <laughs> Could be anything. Yeah. Um, and it was also too, like, it was, I think I had some automation set up to where it was like, things would happen with the alarm system in our old house. So it was like the alarm wouldn't arm without having this connector thing in and you'd have to like touch lights and it was a whole thing so i a lot of lessons learned from that to where now it's like the server is pretty much like just the server and i use other things like other like raspberry pi devices for individual functions in the home so at least if something breaks only one thing's broken at everything compartmentalization of your stuff so like if something goes wrong it doesn't all go wrong that's right that's right so yeah if, if the server's down like oh well like we'll stream some stuff it's a little bit of a lower quality but i'll have time to fix it yeah. You know, and also I think when I first started this thing, it was like almost at the same time Netflix has started. So the environment was not, I thought it was so cool that I could like stream stuff to a different device. And now that's just the way of business. And right. it's, it's almost become a little bit of like, yeah, I think the next time it has like a real big, like it's dead. I got to really put in some money and work to bring it back. I might not, but yeah, un- until then it's been, it's been good. But I also hope that, yeah, it's like I can get a buddy to help me. It's like, yeah. Th- hey, Dad. I saw the server was off, but uh, you know, I took a look at. It, I saw the logs, and 
uh, it was just this application. So I just I stopped it from running and it's back up and it's fine now. And it just needs an update. But we're we're a ways off from that. So. Yeah, <laughs> I know it's I'm the I'm lucky. My son is he's into home theater a little bit. Like he likes it. Like he loves the room. Um, he's he's smart enough that once I'm gone, he'll be able to manipulate. Like if something goes wrong, he knows how mm-hmm. to troubleshoot. Um, but he's not into it like like I am. Like I don't think he'll progress as long. Like if if something goes wrong, seriously wrong, like he needs a new projector, he'll be like, dad, what do I get? He won't do it on his own. He'll just, yeah. Because why would you? It's, you don't have to, if you didn't have to do the work and you have the guy already in oh, yeah. the family, you, you know, if I had the guy, I, I wouldn't either. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, right. Hey, such as like, if I need something, actually I do have the guy, it's Jim. Right. So I'd be like, Jim, I need a new projector. Which one do you recommend? So I'm sure he would, that's where he would go. Um, my son-in-law, Greg, he's like me and he wants to research. He wants to learn. He would rather, he would rather spend a few hours researching and then make a decision. And then he'll come to me and go, what do you think of what I've done here? Mm -hmm. And, and he's already done it on a few things. And I'm like, great idea and i might i might see a a flaw with it i might it might be the perfect idea but it might also be a little bit off from perfect but i won't correct them because i want them to learn exactly why that's not perfect because if i just told him why it wasn't perfect he didn't learn it he wouldn't have experienced what the differences are so it's just like no that's awesome just do it you know yeah and and yeah. that, I, you know, he cares about it so much that I want him to, he wants to learn it. I want him to learn it. Whereas I think my son, he doesn't care about it enough. He'll just be like, what should I put in here? Okay, mm-hmm. here, do this. And there's nothing wrong with either one, right? You know, it's like, there are people like, I, I'm, I'm so excited that my son loves it enough that he wants to keep it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That, that to me is enough. And the same with my daughter. It's like, she wants to have a home theater. She's happy that Greg is doing what he's doing because she's like, she grew up with it. So I'm glad I've passed that on, but we all have different perspectives on it. And, you know, just our, our bus bench, me, John and Steve all look at it differently. You know, how, like what we consider like important and quality Mm-hmm. It, everybody's different. So it's, you know, that's, I think that's all you can hope for. And, yeah. and, and that's, you know, I'm glad, like I said, it's like, it probably would have broke my heart if my, my son was like, just take it all. I don't want this stuff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, what do you mean? You know, or, yeah, yeah. that'd be sad. It'd be like, I'm giving it to you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm going to do something else with this room. Oh, oh. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, uh, no, I think I think I I I feel similar. I um, yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> but I yeah I guess like you say I'll I'll be I'll be curious I'll be curious to see to see where where this whole thing actually lands for him. I I know for sure that he enjoys it, and um like obviously my my youngest she's she has like no clue where she is uh, when stuff's going on. But the uh, not yet. You know, he, he has talked about like you know having friends come over and like watch things in the theater. I was like okay like. All right, it's cool. You enjoy this more than just like the TV, but somewhere else or like the iPad or something. Um, but yeah, I'll be curious when, yeah. it, when I, you know, when I start opening the door to like, okay, you see that box over there? Like, 
like that's the server. Like this is what kind of controls some of these things. It's like, oh, and see like how much interest he has in that. Because yeah, I mean, with my whole thing, it's it was almost born out of like a I could have gone like control for like, you know, or some one of those types of systems out of the gate, but there's just the cost of it is just oh e- even even here, I, I still didn't want to do it just because it was I kind of more fun doing it myself, but also yeah. it's yeah, the, the cost of it. But then it becomes that overall, like if something goes wrong, it's on you. Um, and yeah. I'd be curious to say like, how he responds to that if I start asking him to to do things. And it's just been, you know, I'm sure it'll, it'll be a point. It's all a point in time. But it was like pre-kids. I had plenty of time to work on the server like, all night. didn't really matter. Now it's very much like if it goes, if something goes wrong, it's like I might, it just might not work again for another year uh, until I have some time to like actually look at it. Uh, yeah. Well, I, yeah. And that is what happens that especially when yeah. your kids get more active, their life right. takes precedence. And yeah. now it's like, do I, am I able to even get back at it? And, and that's part, that's part of the experience, the, the growing pains of having a theater and especially a DIY and being able to, I I hundred percent Zach. I'm the same way. It's like it's mm-hmm. on me. That's why. Yeah. That's one of the things I like about the DIY is like it's on me, and that that's the fun part to me. That is part of the fun, not the fun part, but part of the fun is that I did this, and just mm-hmm. like the next one, it's like I've had multiple people send me consulting companies and all of this, and design companies, and um, I'm like, no, I, this it's on yeah. me. It's, it's like, I've had this in my mind since 1988. And then I I had, I I was able to execute a version of it in 2001 and now I'm getting to do it again. And it's like this, it's, it's on me. Um, I do feel that way though, about control four. I think I'm going to go with an automated system in the new, in the new one. Uh, one of the nice things about the, and what's kind of helping me turn the corner a little bit is that it's um they can do a lot of remote programming now you don't necessarily they don't have to come out it's like it yeah like to your point like i can connect the apple tv but can you just tell the remotes i now have an apple tv and Mm -hmm. then they go and they do it right online and next so you could actually tell them i'm gonna buy one on friday i'll have it installed can you just have and they might even from my understanding talking to um talking to brett it's like you can have it already your system's already ready for it and you yeah. haven't even gotten it yet so there there are things like that but maybe more complicated stuff like like you throw a lumagen in line and be like okay you're gonna have to have your installer come out put in a lumagen and then let it know because there's more things but some some of the simpler stuff like that it's you know yeah. Um, yeah. But, like I said, I think when, when some, when some things start breaking apart and it becomes like, okay, I gotta, I gotta actually put some time into figuring it out. That might be it. Cause I, 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 I really was looking at the control four piece as a part of this build. Cause it's just the, the one touch point that I've always noticed is that like, I can turn on the theater just fine. Other people can't. Um, right. And having that control four thing would have been great, especially because, so I, I have, um, I think it's, it's either simple control or roomy remote. They always change their name. I feel like roomy, yeah. Roomy now it used to be simple. It was roomy, then went to simple, then back to roomy. But but I use that um to as part of like just being able to turn it on. But it's I don't like not having buttons, especially in like a dark room to have to look at the screen to be able to go up and down in a menu. Yeah. Um, it's I, I I don't like that, so I usually just use it to turn it on. 
And then I grabbed the remote. And honestly, what I've done is I hooked it all into Siri at this point. So basically, it's like I, it just runs a shortcut that tells Rumi turn it on, and then it's on. Um, yeah. And I've like been able to like get some of that stuff done. But it's one of those things that for whatever reason, like a new Apple update comes out, it breaks, then mm-hmm. it's going to me to put it back together. But you know, for Control Four, it's like this is what it's meant to do. So if right. it's not going to break, and if it is, the installers are aware of it, and they already know. Like, here's what the fix is. Ideally, here's what the fix is for it. Right. But it's a little bit of yeah. You're just sort of yeah. There's there's a lot more to <laughs> to consider when you're doing it yourself. So yeah. I actually get yeah. the Control Four piece. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, that and then the other part for me is like I want it to be as rock solid as I can because if I'm gonna control. Yep my parents side i want it i want it to work for them i'm trying to make it as simple as i can for them um they're my father's 70 77 my mother's mm-hmm. you know my mother's 75 and i mean literally i was just laughing with my wife yesterday about this it's like i call them and it's like i'm alexander graham bell like, it's like this is the first phone call ever made and it, and it's like i'm like what the hell and i'm just like oh my god like i called, yeah. my dad texted me yesterday and he he they were going away for the weekend and he's like i just want to let you know we'll go he texts me we're going away for the weekend just wanted to see if there's any updates on the house you want to tell me about and i was like let me call you back in about 15 minutes no reply and then i call back 15 minutes later and my dad has hearing aids in his like imp, not implants but hearing aids that are mm-hmm. connected to his phone so the, i mean these are super high tech things he he got them through the va uh, i think when he got them they were like ten thousand dollars <laughs> but he gets them through the va so they're like okay, okay. there you go and he's like yeah it's, it's great i'm connected right to my phone yeah that's great but the phone rings and this is what i had to go through I'm like, it rings, it rings, it rings, it rings, it rings. And then my mom comes on and goes, hello? (laughs) Hello? And I'm like, hi, ma. Hello? Oh, my dad is hearing me, but he's in the basement of their house. Yeah. She can't hear me because it's going through his ears. I can't hear him because he's too far away. And then I hear him off in the background. And this is what you'd hear. I can hear DJ, tell your mother. And I'm like, DJ, are you there? And I'm like, I'm, oh my God. Jeez. And I'm like, you guys, he goes, and then he finally gets on the phone and he's like, oh, I just had to go down and say, just put your phone in your pocket. Yeah. Just do it. Like, and now I'm like, uh, I just want to, you want to simplify everything for them because I know with them next door and this is one of those things. I'm like, guys, this is, I want to give them an Apple TV. Yeah, we don't want that yet. No, I'm giving you an Apple TV so you can get used to it because this is what mm-hmm. you're going to have. You're getting all of our stuff. I'm not, well, we prefer cable. I'm not paying for cable for you to have cable. It's too expensive. I'm like, here yeah. you go. You get everything. I go, let me see your cable bill. He shows me the cable bill. I go, here's what I'm paying. It goes, it's that, just that? I'm like, yeah. yeah. I go, you want me to install that so you can have a cable box? And it's like, now they're going to have to get used to that Apple ecosystem. And I'm going to be over there. Like, look, dad, there you go. You got mm-hmm. So I want to try and find a way to simplify it as much as possible for them. Yeah. And make it rock solid enough. Like you said, like that's one of the drawbacks to our theaters. It's like, it's hard to get it rock solid to turn on that. Anybody can do it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Harmony does a pretty good, it still does it. I mean, mine and my wife can go in there. My son, my, you know, anybody can go in there since they were kids to turn it on and it works fine. Um, but it is the more complicated these things get, the harder it is. Yeah. Yeah. One, one of the things that I, um, I set up in, or I plan to set up in this house is that I'll take like, I'm almost due for a new phone upgrade essentially. So, but I'm at the spot now where I actually held on to my last phone for the two year cycle. So I'll own it instead of having to trade it in for one. That's what I did on my last one. I have two. I I was like, Oh, and you'll save three bucks a month. If you trade that in, what do I want to do that for? Yeah. Yeah. Just keep it because especially now I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, this is great. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just use it as like a little, I run projects on it or whatever I want to do on it. So uh, what I'll do with this, the current phone is I'll, I'll basically make that like a, a, a roomy hub or whatever yep. they call it. But then I got um, Lutron lights set up all throughout the house, but I put in some keypads in like certain rooms. So mm-hmm. instead it'll be you walk into the theater and you just press a button on the keypad that'll then send the command to roomy and then turn on the whole theater that way. Right. I figure my, my thought was, I was thinking like, I'll get it and like my wife will get it. My kids will get it. Cause like, my, my son, he's already talking to Siri like it's nothing, like telling him to play music and stuff. Like he he gets it because he's just growing up in it, right? Um, but other people who come through the house, like they'll they'll be looking for something on the wall. They want the lights gone, turn on. They won't know the command to get the lights on. They're going to be looking for that light switch. So it's like I still have to have these things in the house. Yep. That that's what I'm hoping that'll kind of be that bridge of you can walk into the room and you press this button, everything will turn on. Don't worry about it. Just grab. I all I have to do is show them which remote to grab based yeah. on which button they press, and then hopefully. You know that'll be much smoother, but yeah, uh, I got to also put it into practice to see how that's gonna, how it's gonna have, work out. Yeah, in my theater, I have the hue lights. And, okay, and then so I have four four sconces. Those have got the hue little candelabra or whatever you call them, the yeah, little yeah. bulbs, right? And then I have a light strips across the back on the, my uh, part of my shelves to light up all the uh, memorabilia. And then on the wall where my light switch was, Hugh has a a light switch that talks. It's just like if you went into your app. So it's mm-hmm. disconnected. You know what I mean? So it's just, that's all it is. And that's what yeah. I'm, I'm hoping to be able to do in the new house. It's like the light switch on the wall is, it's just another command. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, the one I have on the wall has four, it's, it looks like it's two toggles, uh-huh. but it's four settings. It's okay. actually eight because you can do a quick or you could hold it long. And like my down, like I have an off button. I have an on button. I have an all bright button. And then the bottom button I have is it only lights up and it's all, all you, you're just programming it in the hue app for the different scenes that you want. So the bottom yeah. button is just the lights on the, um, on in the shelves side. in the back. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, when yeah. the room's off, all you see in the back and, and the way I have it set now, it's under, um, I can't remember what it's called, but it's almost like a mood thing, but it's just, it just rotates the colors. Okay. And so, yeah, like my, I, I've seen, I've seen those with those, with those lights before. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's, so there are things like that. It's like, so instead of having a wall switch that's wired to it, it's just all it is. It is a wall switch, but mm-hmm. it just sends the command. So yeah. if you go, Hey, Hey, S lady or whatever, turn on the lights, the lights go on, but somebody by the switch goes, no, I want them off. And they just shut it off. That's it. Right. And it'll be a push. You either press the button down. It's not a toggle switch. It's like, you just push the bottom part. That's off. Yeah. If they're already on and you hit the top, it doesn't hurt anything. It's just, right. oh, they're already on. So, right. Right. Yeah. I, um, I actually tricked, uh, one of the electricians. I wasn't here the day that the day that he came by, but 
I did something similar where um, we have like the one of the hue. It's like the TV light strip that goes behind behind the TV. So we have that strip, and I've had that. That's I brought that from you know, previous place I've lived. But we also have like these LED strips that are kind of like in the ceiling that are sort of like accent lights, kind of heading hitting down onto uh, against this wall. And so there's a light switch in the wall that controls those two switches. But I, I use um, what is it? Um, Home Assistant mm. to instead like it picks up that signal from the Lutron switch, and then it'll go ahead and turn on the the light that's behind the TV. And when the electrician came through, I wasn't there this day. My wife called me and she told me, like, here's what the electrician said. Um, he says, like, that the lights were acting finicky in the ceiling. So I was like, just come take a look at it. I think there's just, like, a loose wire. But just come take a look at it. Have those guys, while we're still in, like, the home warranty piece. Like, I'm not doing anything. It's all, like, you guys to fix yeah. it. And um, and he was convinced that I had wired in another uh, another, like, LED strip. And he was telling my wife, like, it's because you guys added in another switch. The the transformer is not meant to handle that load. And I was just like, I was like, nope, that's wrong. You got it wrong. <laughs> that like, load. <laughs> yeah, it's like that's not at all how it's set up. Did he look at it? Like if he looked at it for one second, he would have seen that's not that's not right. It's yeah, wrong. That's, that's not the problem. But I wasn't there to tell him all that. But also, like in the back of my head, I was kind of like, yeah, that's how good the solution is. It was good enough to trick the pro. <laughs> and thinking it was all part of the same circuit, and it was not no. at all. That's <laughs> um, so funny. <laughs> but I was, it. yeah, I mean, he, he still he still fixed it, and like he still he added another transformer. I don't think it was needed. I think it was a loose wire, but it's like one of those things. Yeah, um, was it wasn't whatever you thought was the problem wasn't the problem, but at least you fixed it for now. So I can't yeah. really be too upset about it. But. That's funny. <laughs> That's wicked funny. Yeah. Oh, all right. Um. Hey, we started. And before we even hit record, I said I wanted to upload this. Um, but I wanted you are literally, I'm going to pull this up. There you go. That bottom part of the screen. Oh, yeah. You see that? That's the, you are the first person to see. This is it? The rough idea for the bait. This is what I had. A, I just got it back yesterday from my architect. Okay. That's, that's the basement of of the new house. So awesome. I'll even, I can make that even, eh, that's a little bit bigger. Not really. Um, but yeah, that bottom, right. So the bottom of this page is the basement, right? And that you see where that theater room is. Can you see that yeah. where it says it? And the garage is in the middle. And then on the right, far right side, that basement, that's my parents' side of the house. Okay. Oh yeah. They're going to be a ways away from it anyway. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, this is, this is what the basement's going to look like. I, and, and like I said, it's a rough idea because I wanted to just have something for the plumbers to see. Cause you see our sure. bathroom over here. That's the sink for the wet bar at the top behind those stairs right there. That's going to be the concession area. Yep. Uh, yep. then that entertainment area, that wall where it says storage, that's a 10 by 17 room. <laughs> Is that but, like your second theater in there? Was yeah, that- <laughs> well, no, the architect's like, I had it at a 10 by 8 for storage. And he's like, well, because the window's there, I had to move it over. So it's now a 10 by 17 instead of an 8 by 17. And I'm like, all right, I wasn't going to debate and go back and forth because I'm the builder. Yeah. So I'm going to be there. I'm like, no, we're moving this wall over. We'll move these windows and not, sure. a, big, not a big deal. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, so that's going to be the idea that, you know, because that that basement, that area you're looking at right there of like the theater room, my side, 
just that square alone, that's 36 by 35, that whole basement square. So okay. the, the divide down the middle gives me about 17 feet. So that's where I'm getting, you know, my room's going to be about 14 after I do room within a room, 14 right. wide. And then <clears throat> I have a media closet at the back, but I've even since like I'm debating on adjusting that a little bit and there'll be reasons why when it happens. Are, but would you, would you plan on like running like, like, like a rack there, or is that going to be more for like your memorabilia display type stuff? Or is that going in the entertainment area where you'd have the concession? memorabilia? Everything will probably go into the entertainment area, posters, okay. stuff like that. Theater. I want to do kind of like the clean look of yeah. just, it, you're just in a theater. It'll be decorated nice, but, but it's not going to have, I, I probably won't even put a poster in there. Um, it's more yeah, just I, a, a viewing yeah. room or entertainment room um, that you go in and then, um, and then I might even there, th there's a couple other things I'm going to do on the fly. Cause as I'm building, I can, I just needed something where we're going to put stuff mm -hmm. uh, for people when I'm showing it. But, but yeah, that's pretty much what it's going to, that's the footprint of where the theater is going. So that's awesome. Yeah. Oh that, yeah. This, this is, this is the fun part. Where it's like, yeah, you have you you can move anything anywhere, and it's, yeah. it's just all like, yeah, you can just yeah, think about what's going to be perfect for you, and this that's going to be nice. Yeah, exactly. And that, like you said, it's like when we started out, it's like you can have all the possibilities in the world, but you're like, oh, now what do I do? And yeah, you know, we're we're getting into you know now we're coming down to crunch time, and this is the foundation I'm going to have. This is the mm -hmm. dimensions, and and like you said, it's like you know, once you're in there, it's like, it's not exactly the dimensions you thought you were going to have because walls, you know, two by fours have thicknesses and yep. things. So, um, I, I'm debating on like, like I said, that media closet to the back, it's like, do I get rid of that and make the room a little bit longer so that I can do a little bit more? I have some other ideas I want to do. And, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's, it, you know, you know, it took, you know, as it's going, things are always evolving. I mean, yeah, you know, so, but yeah, no, that's awesome. What are you, what are you shooting for, for like, um, I know you said you're going to try to do 15, 15 speakers in there. Are those going to be in room? Or are you doing any of them in wall? Well, that's part of the design is I want to do almost like design a room within a room as much as I can. Yeah. Well, not as much as I can is what I'm going to do. But then I also want to do almost like four false walls okay. so that now, like I already know I'm going to have a two foot false wall on both front and rear. Mm -hmm. Okay. So then you'll have all your soundproofing or sound absorption. I mean, inside of there, plus all of the speakers that I need across the front and the rear. But my other idea is to go, not maybe a two feet, but maybe a foot or so of a false wall down the sides and then you know a combination of solid wall like drywall in some places but majority of it's going to be acoustically transparent and built okay. frames so then you can pull that off you can adjust your speakers all speakers will be on stands yep. so that and then behind those false walls and okay how you know if i have enough width to do that that's what i that's exactly what i want to do because that yeah. gives you the most upgradability yep right and then you can put you can 
and it gives you that clean look in the room, but then you can do what I, I mean, literally like just all the soundproofing or sound absorption. I mean, inside those walls that you want and mm-hmm. aesthetically, it doesn't matter. Right. So that's, right. you know, I'm hoping that's what I'm hoping to do and still be able to get, you know, 14, 13 feet. I think if I did, if I hit 13 feet, I'm, I'm pretty sure I can get exactly what I'm thinking of in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, it might come down to 13 feet, but, but, um, but yeah, it's, that's, that's what I'm looking to do. So then all the base level speakers will literally be out of sight. You won't even see them. Yeah. They're no, that's, all that's behind awesome. something. Yeah. That's awesome. I feel like that's, that was the one like frustrating piece from, from my side is that it, it's, I, we, we had to nail that, that speaker placement because it's, it's going to be that hole in the wall and there's nothing you can really do right. if you miss it. It's, it's, it's going to be a project. It's not, not that you can't move them, but it's not a quick, like, let me just like move it back a little bit. It's right. you, know, you got to take it out, cut a new hole, cut new holes, look for, yeah, exactly. And it's like, yeah. I've tried to do it here. And it's like, if you have in-wall speakers, you run it into studs, you want to, you know, codex change in 10 years. And it's like, I'm going to move my, because I mean, Dolby has moved in, in my lifetime, it's been moved all around the room. Like mm-hmm. it used to be the rear channels went side channels went here. Now they're directly to your side. And it's like, when I yeah. designed the room, I was, I designed it. So my, they would be behind me. Side yeah. rears were behind you. And now it's like, I try to put them directly next to me. And guess what? There's a two by four there. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> right. Okay. So that's why one of the, like, if I can pull this off, I, I it's unlimited. I can put my speakers wherever I need to put them because, and and that's how I'm trying to, you know, it it future proof it as as much as I possibly can, even though, you know, my future is limited compared to what it was 20 years ago, Sure, (laughs) (laughs) but, but you know what, but then it also allows you to have different speaker choices. It allows you Uh to have, you know, it it just a little bit more freedom in, in, everything going forward yeah. so yeah and it makes it easier running cables you just poof, 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 you just run them right down the floor in there because you'd have that like maybe one foot space within the room mm-hmm. but you're never gonna see it yeah so you're good there yeah no that, that's gonna be awesome how many I, uh, how many uh rows of seating you're trying to do in there uh two rows of actual theater seating and then a row of like a bar row in that's the back right. Right. Yeah, yeah. so okay three rows of seat that's the way this current theater was too i had a bar behind the first and then it that kind of went away when uh well one i put the projector on a shelf and two the mm-hmm. back wall became a deeper wall to stuff stuff in so i lost uh, those are two by sixes at the back wall so everything yeah. came forward and you lo- it all crunched in and it just became like you know that's it became a two two tier system Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, as you could see on the plans, it's like the, like you see those double doors in the back, that's where you're going to come in. Screen will be at the other end, obviously. Um, but when you come in there, you'll be at floor level. So your eyes will see right over, like if you're standing at the bar, like you'll see right past the, you'll be looking right over the head of the people in the middle. That'll be the prime seating. Mm -hmm. But say you wanted to do or like you're hosting uh, like a sporting event, like a Super Bowl party or something, you could pack that entire backside of the room with chairs. And, yeah. like, you know, like um, director's chairs is what I have in mind now. 
and everybody could sit back there and then you'd have your rows of seating as well. So there's plenty of room in there for, for everything. So that's um, awesome. Yeah. So would you, we, would you, would you do any of that on, uh, on a riser at all or would it just be, Oh yeah. Second row yeah. on second row will be on a riser. Okay. And, and I'm actually, I'm trying, I'm probably going to be about a foot, maybe a 14 inch riser steps up to that and then down because and down. Yep down to the front row so it'll be almost like when you walk in the room you'll be at the same level as the front row and then to get there it's like a hump <laughs> yeah yeah you yeah. walk up the stairs and down the stairs seats in the front um and you know prime seating for is going to be obviously like i said that middle row it's on the riser mm-hmm. and then yeah it eight foot ceilings so i should have plenty of room to do all that and it's yeah you know and then in the in the um the bar area or the bar the back section the ceiling will be down a little bit because that's where the projector is going in so it's not actually in the room oh cool you're gonna get that in a soffit up there nice so that'll be and then that's connected to the outside of the room where the media closet is so it'll have plenty of ventilation yeah and but the projector will be shooting at the eight foot ceiling at the front of the room. And I'll have like a seven foot ceiling at the back of the room, mm-hmm. but at the back of the room, you're on the floor. So it is, a, you've got the seven feet of clearance. And if you're standing on the riser, you'll still have that seven feet of clearance. You see what yeah. I mean? So yeah, yeah, that, that's the rough plan. And again, as pipes go in or anything goes in, things will just adjust accordingly. But that's like, you know, like you went through, it's like, that's, that's what we do. And that's what the fun is. Like, how do I wedge my idea into this room? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, there, I, I'm curious uh, on, on that riser piece. Cause there was, we ran into something with ours and I, I'm sure this wouldn't have happened if I did it myself afterwards, but because I was like using a builder and has good sign off on by the city, we ran into some code issues, but he told me that for at least in, in where I am, it's like, you can't um, go higher than like seven inches and, in, some change uh, without bef- before you need to have railing in place. Cause my thought was my original design was that we'd have the riser be, I think, like you said, it was going to be 14 inches yeah. off the ground, mm-hmm. but the guy was like, no, I'm not going to do that because if I go any higher than this, we're going to have to put a rail. Right. Basically it was going to be a rail in front of the second row. Uh, and the rail would have to be, I think like four feet high. So there's just going to be a whole thing getting in the way and more cost. Right. Um, I'm curious, would you have to run into the same thing or do you not? Yeah. Because either yeah, the code's if, not there. Depending to get now, it's it's one of two things. So you can either not put the rail in, and then when they come to sign off, they won't sign off. Mm-hmm. Doesn't change anything, just can't sell the house. Okay. So like yeah. in my situation, like the you'll get like your um I forget what it's called because I have a few other things. You always have these things and they have to come in and they have to sign off on it. Like my deck, for instance. Okay. So yeah. w- when you build a deck, your deck has to, obviously, if you have stairs off of your deck, of course, there's going to be railings down the side, but you mm-hmm. need to have an actual handrail attached to your deck. Okay. To, to sell it. Right. When I bought my house, there was an actual chair rail coming down my deck. You close on the house, come home, take the take the rail off. You're good to go until you go to sell the house. And the same situation for you, like if you had put in a riser or if if my riser goes in and they say for occupancy, you can't, nope, we're not signing off on this until you have a riser. Boom, boom. I put in, I'm sorry, a, a rail. 
You put mm-hmm. the rail in, they sign off. You're good to go. Because uh, okay. they're the inspectors and their name is on it. And if they signed off on it and you fall off, they can say, I, when I signed it, there was a rail there. Somebody falls yeah. off and gets hurt. It's on you. Right. Yeah. And then that would be in turn, like now you can get sued because you took the rail off. But yeah, you know, but you see what I mean? Like you can do it and you can even make it part of the design. Like if, I, if mine's high enough, I'll put, I might put a rail there. And it just keeps that person's head from banging into or getting into my sight line. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, I mean, there's, there's creative ways to actually keep it and have it there. And then there's other ways where you, you could just take it off if you want it anyways, because there's going to be a row of seating there. So why do I need a rail? Right. That was, yeah, that, that was my whole thing. I was trying to explain it. It's like, it's, it's not like this is such an open area. There's going right. to be something there. It makes you can't just go over the edge, but they can't sign off on. I thought yeah. there was going to be a couch there. So, right, you know what I right, mean? It's yeah. like there, there's ways around it and there's all, you know, and I can't remember what they, there was something I was about. I'm doing on mine that they're like, you're going to have to do this. And then you take it out after it was, it was outside on the lawn, I think. Okay. So I can't remember what it was, but it, but a lot of it is one of those, like, it's, it's just, you can't sell it. So like, if you went to sell it later, you're going to have to put a, you'd have to put a rail in for that because yeah yeah they didn't they didn't offer that one i probably would have taken that option they didn't offer that one up to me they just said nope has to be here that's that's the way it is it's like okay in practice it hasn't really been that big of a deal because we it would have mattered if we actually went with like the the high backed um the high back like theater seating chairs but we just put in like a regular crash pad couch so it's it's like a low back thing anyway so it in practice i've i've had my chair on the riser and watch when people have been sitting there and it's not like the screen is blocked or anything right Um, so, it, and, but it's one of those things when you're going through all the planning, it feels like, oh, it, this has to be this. But mm, like you say, you get creative, you figure out other ways of doing it and yeah. we just won't have high back chairs there and it's not going to be a problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's, I mean, when I did this room, I, 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 I made the riser the right height so that I could see over somebody sitting, not just the chair, but their head. Because if you yeah. have people in the front row, you want to be able to see over their head to the bottom of the screen. Um, and then, you know, you factor all those, it's just like figuring out your throw distance on your projector. Right. You got to figure out your viewing distance and your viewing angles and stuff. And, um, yeah, so it, it's, but there's, again, our entire theaters are a creative project cause they're not yeah. supposed to be yeah. there. So there's, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's going to be something else to figure it out. you'll bump into. That'll be, yeah, another yeah. challenge and there'll just be a series of challenges until you're in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, somebody comes over and falls off your riser. Yeah. What's going to be, uh, what's going to be your first movie pick when you're in Star Wars? Yeah. Star Wars. Is that, that's the break in for each. Every for each single theater? time. Yeah. Every <laughs> single, every single time. It's just, I can't wait. And it's like, I'll watch that in its entirety. And then after that, I'll probably do, I'd probably do like Terminator 2 right after it not the whole thing i'd probably watch most of the beginning and then i'd jump to some scenes and then after that i'll probably hit you know whatever the flavor of the month is at the time like right now it'd probably be off the top of my head probably be like maverick um and then you know john wick john yeah and then you'd go to like your john wicks you'd go to different you just that's how i would spend um yeah but at the same time now, this is a good one for you. Like, is there ever a, like, when are you 
when do you call it done? Yeah, I mean, say never. Um, like I, I feel, I feel like I'm in a very good pause point. I mean, even talking to you now, like you, you mentioned, you know, the Lumigen stuff, um, and that was one of those things of like, it's, it's in the, it's in the kaleidoscape category for me of like, ah, it'd be nice, but also mm. I, I don't feel like I'm missing it, but I'm sure if I saw it, I'd be like, I need it, you know? Yeah. Um, like that and the Mad VR stuff. I, I know with the Mad VR piece, I can kind of like try to do that my own through my like home theater computer. But yeah. that's one of those things. If you talk about, you know, somebody just pressing the button and turning it on, are they also going to turn on my computer and then know to like get mm. all the the pipe through happening there? It becomes a whole a whole thing. So I haven't really tackled that one yet. It'd be nice to kind of mess with at least because I think I have all the gear for it already just to try it. But it's not like the you know the yeah. professional package. But I also know for a, I think a Lumigen's a little bit less, but it's also thousands and a Mad mm. VR is I think a bit more than that. It's um, like twice. <laughs> yeah, and so. So it's like that's that's the stuff now where it's 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 I it's hard to say what the next thing's gonna be. But yeah, maybe it's something maybe it's something with that. Yeah, I don't really have yeah. it I don't really have it pegs. I'm still just kind of like I said, I'm still just sort of like enjoying the fact that we've got it now and I just you know You got I, it. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's this um this one guy on AVS form who put together like a whole bunch of demo scenes. He's this guy in France, um, but he has like a terabyte's worth of demo scenes that it's either like it's it's showing off like really good like video quality or like really cool audio scenes yeah and um and so what i will do is i'll just like go down there i'll just like kind of put that on shuffle and just you know enjoy it honestly (laughs) um and i so far it's it's been a little bit of a like i might tweak the subs a little bit of like oh yeah i think this might need a little bit more oomph or something but at this point now i spent like that was like the first month of me being in here with the place i got the, the panels up and it was just like kind of tuning and tweaking it. Yeah. Um, and at this point now, it's kind of like, I think I've hit, I've hit my limit on it. And it's more, I'm sure if I brought in a calibrator or somebody professional, they could get a bit more out of it. But um, like I say, when I turn on something, it's like, you know, I get some of that feel. I get like some cool, the, like the cool audio effects stuff that's happening. Um, yeah. There was a uh, one scene that the guy had a demo scene for, for interstellar where it's like, right as they are taking off and like it, I mean, I've never, I've never heard this before, but it feels like the whole, like your, your room is actually a rocket. And I was, yeah, yeah. And I was thinking, it's like, I think there's one like an Oscar for, for sound design. It's like, yeah. okay, I finally understand like that category now. Oh, yeah. This is what I never heard that before. I was always listening to it, like on something else, a much, much inferior setup. Um, but that was one effect of like, it, it feels like the room is actually shaking and vibrating as a rocket, but I could also still hear the dialogue. And it's like, this is you hear not- the dialogue and there's a texture to the bass, the audible yeah. texture to the bass noises that you hear. There's like, you know what I mean? Like you can, yeah, you can feel the rumbles, but you can also hear those like different, like, I don't know, like, I don't know, like corduroy rubbing together or something, but you feel that texture to the bass. That's just, you know, and, and again, as you get to a more evolved system, you're like, oh, my God, I didn't even know that was there. But it's been there the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that crazy. <laughs> and you're like, same with picture. You're like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> like, there was uh, there was one that was from um, it was from Monsters, Inc., where it's like there's this like charge up scene in it where like Boo mm-hmm. is laughing and then like all the lights like it goes like this and then they all pop. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, this is like a like a 20. 20- <laughs> like 25 year old movie or whatever. Yeah. And it's been there and yep. I'm just now finally hearing it for the first time. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right. Now what was, 
like, and I, I just, I said it a second ago and, but what was the first movie you watched and how, like, and this is where it's like, how do you know this is the first movie you watched? Meaning like, is there a point? And I know for me, there will be, there's a point where you demo and stuff. The room's not done yet. You had, I mean, mm-hmm. you had no paint on the walls. I might, in my particular system, in my new build, I might not even have my second set of walls up yet. And I'm going to be testing things, right? So scenes will be played. At what point did you say now is the first movie I'm going to watch? And what movie was that? So, um, yeah, there was a lot of demo scene stuff that was happening. My first one, and I had told my wife this before, like we have been getting into the place. It was going to be the matrix. And the reason for that was for me, it was one of the earliest memories I had. There's like this, like I'm from Chicago. So there's this, um, the guy trying to find the biggest screen. And this was like, they had this Navy pier IMAX. It was huge. But the second one to that was this one that was at McClure court. And I remember seeing several movies there. Like I remember like seeing Titanic and it was like, you're, you're in a line. Like this was back when like movies were like true events. I feel like now it's just kind of like, you know, it's, it's Friday, go open up Netflix. Here you go. Here's like yeah. some stuff. Maybe it's good. Maybe it's not. But this is back when it's like you would, you would, before you could reserve your seat, you have to get in line to make sure you're getting a good seat and you'd be there super early and you're talking with people about it in, in the in line and stuff. And so I remember it was the matrix for me. And that was one that honestly is probably like shaped like who I've become because uh, that was like the one for me that like blew my mind on like special effects and story and like the things that you could actually do. And honestly, it was also I was like way too young to see it at the time. Like I should not have been seeing R-rated movies at the time, but it was like my dad took me. Yeah. And I had one of like, my best friends with me. Um, so it was like a really good time. But like since then, I've seen that movie so much. And I remember um, it just kind of became like it was a, one of those movies that I just knew. So I like I kind of knew what it should be. Like we saw it. Um, my dad got like a DVD player and a bigger like a rear projection tv at the time which was like so cool like it was matrix we had always watched the lobby scene like that was the demo so like, i know that scene um and then that's like one i kept watching as i would like use it as like my test scene for as i kept on doing iterations of the theater over and over um and then i think i finally like hit hit like the peak because i had my dad over and i told him i was like look here's like here's the matrix um, but they just did like a new Atmos audio mix on it. Like this, like check this out. And he watched it and he had the comment afterwards. It's like, yeah, I've seen that scene like dozens of times and it's never sounded like that before. And I was oh, like, that's it. Yeah. That, I'm, I'm done. Like to me after that, like I'm done. Uh, so right. anything else, I was like, like a, on a new that. hobby. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, this is done. I'll go to, I'll go to a different room. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll be set. Um, but, but for me, for me, that was the one of like, I, I always knew what it, I always, it's a very vivid memory for me of like what it was in the theater of like what it should be. Um, and so that's why that was one of like, it's almost like it's better because when it was in theater, there was no Atmos. Like it was, mm-hmm. you know, five dot one on, on DVD. And um, we didn't have a, a surround setup at the house. We had two very loud stereo speakers, but yeah. no, uh, you know, no real like home, home audio setup like that. So that to me, it was like the, this is the one. And I mean, when I watched it, I was like, yeah, this, this is, oh. this is worth it. <laughs> it's one of those. And that's why now we're going through all the Harry Potter ones. Cause I think those for my wife are like, it's that same level of like, these are the ones that she grew up with. Like she knows those movies yeah. back and forth. And I, we we're watching it last night. And I like, I always ask her, it's like, you know, are you glad we did this kind of like a little check-in to like, make sure there's no regrets on all the money I've spent on it. Yeah. And, uh, and she was, she's like, no, no, there were a couple of things I, I heard in that. That's like, yeah, that's really cool. Um, the same thing. It's like, you know, her, she's 
more so watched it like, you know, over at friends' houses and stuff on like regular TV. So again, she knows the story, but it's like once that's out of the way, you can kind of start to hear like all the other touches that are part of yeah. the the movie, like you were saying earlier, for like, you know, how how many other people are involved aside from just the actors there, you know, sitting like saying the words and telling you what's happening. It's it's all these other layers to it. Yeah. Um so for me it was it was that and now it's just like you know growing out into just really watching like old movies again and it's like they're new. Um, right. And I think I told my my brother-in-law this he was asking about it a bit and I told him you know it's like like since since I've installed this like I haven't seen a bad movie because even if I don't like the movie there's still yep. something that I'm like enjoying yeah. in it. Yeah. Um cuz I think we were watching we watched Prometheus and I remember not really liking that movie when it first came out. Yeah. Have, have you seen it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So for anyone, this is a spoiler, but there's, <laughs> it's an old movie. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the part that always takes me out of it is where they're both like the, that circle ship is rolling because it crashes and they're running and they don't run to the side. They just run straight and the circle is just rolling behind them. You and these are astronauts who are in space who are supposed to be the smartest folks <laughs> in yeah, the galaxy. In I know, yeah. And they don't just run to the side. <laughs> I, yeah. I know. I've seen that so every, in that movie. I've seen it in other movies. You're like, if you just stepped aside, it would go right by you. <laughs> yeah, just move. And and like, I think one character finally figured out and like rolled out of the way, but the other one didn't, and it gets crushed. And it's like, if you just moved, you would have been. Fine. That's Darwinism <laughs> right there. Yeah, so just like, all right. So I feel like that always took me out of it. But even during that movie, it's like we still found something to kind of laugh about because there's this one, um, this like one audio drop of where. Like the android character is uh is like poisoning somebody mm-hmm. and it's like a very quiet scene, but when he like dips his finger in the water, it goes like bloop. Yeah, in your room. Sense. Yeah, and you're like, wow. And, and <laughs> but it's I've just had, one of those things like I, I never like paid attention to it before yeah. until I'm like watching it like yeah. this time. And it's like right, that's 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 something new. I'm it's, still enjoying it. Yeah. Even if the story doesn't make a lot of sense to me and the characters who are supposed to be these geniuses are not really doing the smartest things. I'm still finding things to like laugh about with family and friends on. So to me, it's like that, that it's still, again, even though I don't really like that movie, I still yeah. had a good time watching it in that environment. Exactly. You know, <laughs> exactly. And it's like, that's why. So I had, um, Rich Keith on uh, this, this guy, he's a local radio host here. And I put a theater in his, in his man cave called the dragon's <laughs> lair. And, but he, nice. they, they, I know such an awesome name. Um, but he, him and his buddy have a podcast, hashtag dork, and they rank movies and they went all the way over the years. They've gone all the way through the MCU. They've done it and they rank them based on stones, six stones like Marvel. Right. Sure. So like they love the Marvel movies. They love movies, but they're ranking all these movies off of their like television experience. And it's like, and I listen to that podcast all the time and I'm always like, Oh my God, I'm like, that's such a great movie, but we get such an enhancement out of the home theater part that it doesn't need to be dead on like perfect script and perfect no. movie writing. And it's like, and, and, and there is a space for that. Don't get me wrong. There should be a critique of that stuff. Yeah. But you can also thoroughly enjoy a movie like uh Transformers. Like I said, Transformers is better in a home theater than the Godfather. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because you're just oh, like, yeah. whoa, this is awesome. Yeah. And that's and that's what I mean. It's like our our theaters are like you almost there isn't a bad movie, right? No. It's like cause you're gonna enjoy 
just that experience of being in the movie theater and just like that's what's fun it's like you yeah. light light a you know a popcorn scented candle and sit back and <laughs> you're like it's just like being at the movies and it's like you know it's it's great there awesome. was um there was one scene i i did a, a distinct a b uh test on this one and this was for for it um where there's a scene. Have, have you seen that one? I know you're not really like a horror guy. No, I haven't. My wife wants me to see it. And almost every October, she's like, you want to watch it? You know, I'm like, we just haven't gotten to it. I almost so did this, it once. Uh, a couple of years ago, I almost reviewed it, but I didn't, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> Oops. I know. So for, for, this, for this one, I'll say like, this is one of the ones where it's like, it's a horror movie, but the, um, the audio guys did like a, a very, very good job yeah. on just like, even at the very start of the movie, they have like these voices that in the past I only heard it coming from me. And I remember seeing this in theaters and like, I heard it coming out of the front speakers, but when I listened to it at home, like these voices like circling in the speakers above you, um, which is like, okay, that's awesome. Yeah. But then there's this one scene where um, you watch it and I showed my, my wife on my phone and you can watch the scene and it's like a little scary. It's these kids like watching this clip and like, you know, clowns come around doing some stuff. And it's like, all right, that's like scary, but also it's like it's on your phone, it's on the screen, it's two channels, you don't really even get like the separation. And I figure that's how a lot of people have probably watched parts of this. So it's like that, or again, on like their TV, but again, just from the two channels in front of you. But then when I played it in the home theater, there's like a um, like a whole another layer of things that's happening behind you. And it's only there. It has nothing to do with the actual movie. It's only there, I think, to like raise your heart rate and like make you feel um, just like, like get you more scared, like right. more like nervous and what's going on. Cause there's, there's like this part where there's it's these, these alarms, it just sounds like it's an alarm that's going off behind you. And at the same time, the screen is like flashing, like yeah. these like kind of like quick images of stuff. And like, that's, that's all you hear, but you don't even hear the alarms when you watch it on your phone. But in the theater, it's like the alarms are coming out of the top and out of the back. And it's only, it's only behind you. And then it's like, you have these kids screaming in front of you. And I, I like I know exactly what's happening, and every time I watch it, it's still like my heart starts beating a little bit faster just because it's like you're just surrounded. It feels like you're just like you're trapped, and like every side of you, there's yeah. something that's like there's danger behind me, and there's stuff in front of me, and it's like this is again, even if you don't really like like the movie, it's like it's still one of those things of you, you can't deny that that's like that's some good audio design there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it makes you have a reaction like that to a movie. Exactly. Um, it's like when the Oscars come out and you see when they when they list you know everybody looks like who got nominated for best actor and actress and supporting and best movie and i always go to like best sound design what were the five do i own those discs yeah right? and then whichever <laughs> one wins do i i may i have to have seen that right so what is getting the best and you know nine times out of ten when they list it i have them all already sure and it's because <laughs> it's like you knew going in it's all going to be stuff that's fun for us but yep. it's like, that's, you know, like who won best actor? I don't know, but look who won best sound design, you know? Yeah. And, and that's, that's what you pay attention to every year. And you make sure you have that disc. It's like, right. I think 1917 won it recent, like a few years ago. Uh, everything. Uh, Maverick, I think won this past year. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, I think Maverick won I best so, sound yeah. design. Um, trying to think of who won the year before, but yeah, you pay attention to that every year. And yeah. it's, that's, that's, uh, when when you have people like come over who who aren't into this stuff at all, like don't even really care about surround sound stuff, do you do you feel like you have to point out to them like here's what you should listen for with no. some of the audio stuff, or they kind of like get it? Um, I I don't 
unless it's like a really good friend, I I actually I really don't point out anything unsolicited. Yeah. It's, it's because I may have when I was younger, um, like in my, you know, when, when I was in my twenties and stuff and I'd be like, Oh, listen for this. And I was just so excited to be <laughs> able to hear it myself. Right. Yeah. Um, I think now I, I know now it's like, I just let it wash over them. And then if whatever questions they have or be like, that's amazing. What, what, how did that happen? Or what? And then I feed off of that. And it's like, mm-hmm. cause to sit there and point stuff out, it's, I think for me, it's like, it's enough that somebody even wanted to see it. Yeah. And, you know? And it's like, cause I, I'm not the type to feel weird. Just to, a lot of people don't know. I have a lot of my friends don't know. I have them. And it's like, I've had people over the house many, many times. And then mm-hmm. they, I'll be like, Oh, you want to come over like, and, uh, watch a, watch a Bruins game, like the Boston Bruins. And I'm like, and they'll be like, all right. And they'll come over and I'm like, we'll, we'll be downstairs. And they're like, going to watch it downstairs on that little bit. Like, then they get over here and it's me and my neighbors and they come in. They're like, you've had this the whole time. You never showed me. <laughs> And I'm like, I'm not like that. I don't want to be like, you know, the first time I have somebody in my house, I'm like, you want to come downstairs and see my theater? It's like, I'm not, I'm not, it's like, I know I have a podcast where I talk about it, but I'm talking to people that have them, right? Right. It's like, that's the idea of it. It's like, but I'm not a person that likes to just, I don't like to be showy. So it's like, sure. and, And then when they see it, like, I think the last, last summer, my hockey team was over and uh, we had a hockey cookout here and they asked about it because they hear about my podcast in the locker room mm-hmm. and we talk about it. We're like, and then they, the guys were like, all right, let's see this thing. That was fun because their expectations were so much lower. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> they had no idea. But so like, this is what it was. Yeah, yeah. And they get in there and they're like, holy crap. And the comments that I got out of it were just like, it, it was just so much fun. Me and my son, stood to the side and we just watched and my son has had as much fun too because mm-hmm. he's on the team and he just listening to them like this the this screen is twice the size of mine and it looks clear how did you do that how was it it's like the things they're trying to say and i'm like i could tell you but you'd go broke yeah yeah (laughs) you know it's like how did you afford this i've been building it for 30 years (laughs) right you know it's like you get those questions like and then the other question is like how much for me to have one of these Mm -hmm. if i start adding it up you'll be like how did you do it it's like it's that's usually what it ends up if somebody really excited about it they want one and then they're like then they look at you completely different like how did you get it Mm -hmm. myself i did it you know and it's yeah but I don't, I don't, I, yeah, I don't point stuff out. I let them, I, I let the scenes play and then let them just enjoy it. And if they start going, oh my God, I never heard, what the hell? Watching the head spin, watching the, mm-hmm. what, I mean, watching their eyes go up and down on the screen. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, that's what, and then the other one. Yeah. Looking at the projector, like looking back, I know this is audio only and I'm turning around. Zach's the only one laughing. But yeah, the people, they look back at the projector and the bulb and seeing the bright light. And then then they, do they do this to you? Put their hand up and make, you know, puppets, shadow puppets. 
Kids well, do. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah let's do the, the shadow puppets. Yeah. Let's have it, let's have it a bunch. <laughs> yep. Grown men. It's a duck. Yeah, I know it's a duck. <sighs> it's funny because I, I feel like there's, um, like some, I feel like some, sometimes, sometimes I will, but it's the case of if somebody has not seen it before. So usually what I'll do is like, if they come down and say, Hey, like, you know, what's your favorite movie? And I'll like, uh, if I have a clip from that, I'll show them the clip from that. I was like, you know, have you seen it like this before? And then show up and usually they'll pick up on all the stuff. It's like, I had no idea that was there. But if there's a clip that's like a really good uh, audio clip, where I've never seen the movie before. What I've noticed is that like, I'll ask like, so what'd you think? And they're just kind of like, yeah, but they don't like, they don't, they're not the point of like where they're listening to all of the other like lo- layers of detail. It's kind of like, they're just trying to see what's going on in the movie. Right. Um, which happened for, I think it was for Ready Player One. It's my kid's favorite scene. So it's like every time you want to dim one, he's like, let's put it on. Um, but if you've never seen like that, that race scene before, you're just kind of like, you can't even know who the movie is. Yeah. Your car, like, what is happening? There's trains and like things are flipping and there's King Kong. Like, what's happening in here? And, and then I'm kind of like, I'll ask at the end. It's like, so like, did you guys like hear like the coins flying around? And it's like, no. No, because they're so <laughs> overwhelmed. Just, yeah. I'm just yeah. trying to figure out what just happened. Yeah. Um, so it's like, uh, like sometimes I'll mention it if it's more of like a, like, they have no idea what the movie is. They have no intent of watching, like, like ever seeing the movie. Most likely, I'll just say, like, hey, you know, on this one, this is why, like, this is a demo scene because of this sort of stuff. But I'll try to kind of feel that out sometimes. Yeah. Be like, I'm not going to say like, listen for this and this and this. But if I can tell that somebody's there and they're like enjoying it, but they aren't quite sure of like why you need this many speakers or something, um, which will let me know. It's like you have like how yeah. many speakers here? I'm like, okay, well, this is why it's because this yes. will happen out of this side or something, right? And then. Play it and then they'll kind of you know start to get it but and that's um, exactly what i was saying like that's how yeah. i go like I'll, I'll play a scene and if they say wow how many speakers do you have uh, then my next scene off of that and i usually don't play my demo scenes that i like i play something topical like a maverick scene or something that yep. they maybe know about maybe haven't seen and i'll do that and then it'll come off of that like if if the person is like enamored with the picture I'll throw on something that I know is going to be the next scene will be something that's going to show off the picture a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, if they comment on the base and they're like, Oh my God, I could feel that. I know my next go-to scene. It's not my first scene, but my next go-to scene would be like um, district nine in that 12 minutes, 15 second scene where you can feel the truck shut off. And okay. then I will point that out. I'll be like, Oh, you really like the base? check this scene out and I'll pull it up and it'll be like, it's like you're in the truck. Right. And that, and that <laughs> then I will say, yeah, on that one. Cause you can, it's like, you're, it's like literally your seat goes like the truck yeah. did and the bait. And it's like, you don't hear it. You feel it. And it's, that one was cool, but it's usually, I try to feed off of whatever they're interested in. Mm-hmm. And it's like, like I said, like you play a scene and like any of the Maverick, you know, you know, demo scenes that we have from that movie and then just go off of that. And, um, but yeah, but yeah, it's, uh, have you, do you ever get people that are disappointed? At least that's my face. I'll say that, (laughs) you know, like, yeah, no. uh, And I, I feel like for a lot of folks who like, who are coming here, like they've seen my previous versions of it. Yeah. So, so they're kind of already familiar with like, Oh yeah, Zach, like he's, he's going to, they they almost almost have like a little bit of an expectation of like oh yeah I know what this is going to be because I've seen like what what he's put into the previous ones and 
you know, and we've probably already had a conversation about it. So it's kind of like, yeah, I sort of know what to expect. And so I feel like nobody's been necessarily let down by it. Um, hmm. But that's also because I think it's, it's better than what they saw before. Um, it is not the yeah. best on the market, but also I think I might be one of uh, my friend group. I might be like the one person who's taken it this far um, right. to, to, to do it at this level. So it's kind of, a, there's also not another point of reference either of like, yeah, Zach did this, but you know, he should have done this because this is what right. this other person did. And he should have learned from that one. It's kind of like, no, there's no one else. Uh, yeah. to, Zach's there's no the man. That's it. Yeah, so yeah. It, it works out well. Um, and I think what, one of my buddies who's like relatively, he wants to do like some of the same stuff. It's, he's he's working within the limitations of what he's got. Like he's going to be putting in a theater, but it is in like an existing space, not a dedicated one. Um, but, you know, he's asked me for advice on on things to do there, and I'm offering up like, hey, here's here's how I would approach this. Um, just just knowing it's, it, there, you're, you have a compromise, but you right. don't have to like you know dig out your foundation any further or whatever. You're, you're working with what you got, which is plenty. Um, but yeah, you might have to you know move some speakers. Or I might have to do some some drywall work potentially if. if Depends on how far you want to take it, but also right. if you don't do that stuff, you're still going to have a, a great room. Oh yeah. Um, it is again. It might not be. It's not the same room. It's just a little bit different based on you know the limitations you ran into. Right. I think like as part of it, like he has like um, there's like a foundation pillar in a part of the room, so you kind of mm. got to work around that. You just got to like wire so the sound isn't pointed into that pillar. It's nothing right. impossible, but that's that's sort of where it is. So yeah, no one's no one's been like I said disappointed um, that I've seen yet. But also, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I, I need someone who like truly just like doesn't care about movies. That's what I need to see. Um, you know, and see like what their thought is of like, yeah, I really don't care about this, and I think this is just a waste of money. <laughs> but also, I don't know. I don't know. Friends, my friends aren't aren't those people, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and that's why I don't like. You got to ask me to see it, right? And that that's yeah. why it's like because it, it, that's when you run into the like, hey, you want to see this? And then they go. That was dumb. Like, yeah. I, I would never spend the money on this. What are you doing? I can watch it on my phone and be like, okay, why did I ask you in here? <laughs> right, <laughs> so, right. Yeah. Like, it you're, doesn't you're, not, you're not the audience for this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So it's, yeah, it's, I, I've had, and it was, uh, you know, when I first built this one, my sister-in-law's husband, I was like, you know, he comes into the room, he sits down and, now this was like my first iteration of this room when it was done it was a rear projection tv built into the wall so nice. like it looked like a flat screen before flat yeah. screens existed right so but i had to get everything right i had to have that tv is on a the same level stand that i'm on on the riser so i had to build a riser behind the wall for the tv to sit so that you'd yep. have the same line of view and then on top of that, you have to put your drywall in around it, but it can't be framed around the screen because then that would be the depth. That, I mean, you only had, like, if you remember the old Mitsubishi rear projection TVs. That's what we had. Yep. The <laughs> screen itself is about the is the width of drywall. It comes off the TV, the exact, what is it, three quarters of an inch off the TV. And that's, so what I was able to do is just tuck a piece of drywall but you can't frame that area right at that edge because then you'd have a two by now the TV's even further away. So everything's mm -hmm. perfectly placed and as much as you can do and you get that thing all situated and you paint it all up and everything looks great. And it's like, Hey, come on in. And you know, he, I don't know if I asked him or he asked me, but he's over here and he sits down in the chair and he looks and he goes, it's crooked. 
and he's right. It was off by a sixteenth of an inch. Uh. <laughs> to the floor from one side to the other it was a 16th of an inch it was off by so little that you couldn't wedge something because there wasn't something small enough that it wouldn't because like how do i get and where do i get it and it's just like right. it's a 16th of an inch who cares he's the only person that has ever complained about anything in my theater and i'm like not looking around at the dedicated room not looking around like hey the lights turned off automatically and this was in 2001 how did yeah. I get that? Nobody had that back then, right? Uh, and it's like that's that's like real magic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it was like I was like, I hit play and the lights went out. And he was like, Nope. Hey, that's off by that's a little crooked. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like, and ever since then I'm just like, all right. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So but yeah, we all have those. It's like it's funny. I will I will say that light trick because I, I have something similar set up. I feel like sometimes that gets more comments than the uh the actual yeah. like experience itself of like you hit play and these lights went off. Whoa. Kind of thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, I mean, that, that's a big thing to people. And I'm like, and that's so rudimentary now. Like anybody oh, yeah. can do that. You could do that in your living room. You could do that anywhere. But, uh, back then I think I did it. Well, I know I did it. I did it with a Lutron light switch that had a remote that I could program that. And so I actually programmed it into the, I think it was a, Phillips remote that I had back then and I mm-hmm. put it into the computer, but you, know, you had to have the sensor to into the computer so that you could tell the computer what signal to do. Uh, yeah. And then you had yeah. to have that thing be able to be aimed at the, at the wall yep. At, yep. at, at where the switch is. So I had it aimed from the other side. I mean, all this stuff is all wired up around the room, but it's like all, of, I mean, hours and hours of work so that when you went, <laughs> it's like the yep. lights go out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I remember we I think we had like it was the, the X10 stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I think it was kind of similar, but it was like that same sort of like automation type thing that we we never got that advanced with it. Um, I mean, compared to anything we're doing now, but it was like it was that similar kind of thing. Of, like, yeah, you remote control the lights. And I thought that was I thought that was so cool. And now it's like, yeah, when when my when I start playing a movie through Plex, it'll like it's kind of convoluted, but also it's like yeah. my my DIY version of it of that will get pulled into one application which then sees the id of the player and if that matches like the theater room then it'll send the command to those lights and um they'll do the same thing for, like when when the credits come on it knows like when the credits are happening and, and does oh. the same sort of thing but it's again it's like very like i i have to i had to know um or start to learn about like json calls and stuff to figure out what to send to which player to be able to get it to work right and then have that receive it so it's like one of those things like it works now i don't know if i could ever recreate it immediately so right. It's like, you know, you do your troubleshooting and you do it, you do it, then it works. And it's like, okay, I'm, I hit save and that's it. <laughs> and it yeah. works, worked and that was it. But it's, um, it's fun that like, yeah, you can do that stuff now without having to truly go wire up like a whole room for it necessarily, or, um, or potentially, you know, spend, spend a lot on some of these other players. But, uh, it's, it's definitely something that, yeah, I couldn't just like tell a friend, yeah, just install this and this is all you got to do. It's yeah. Yeah. The whole bunch a- of setup before there's a way to do it. You just have to have the will. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. You'll figure yeah. it. I mean, it, it, things can be done. There's workarounds for everything. And it's, you know, that's, that's the fun. That's, you know, yeah. or if you're lucky enough, you can just pay somebody to do it all and it'll work. But where's the fun? That's that? the, that's the real, <laughs> that's the real piece. I there'll there'll be a point in which I am like, I'm locked in. I'm not going to do anything for the next like 10 plus years. No changes. That, at 10 that plus point, is a long time. It is. It is. I'm just, I feel like, yeah, I feel like I, 
it'll be once I'm too distracted to even really like have have the time to go in right. there and really mess with it. It'll be the time of like, all right, like even if I wanted to upgrade it, just knowing replacing a single component is going to be reprogram a hundred things in the chain right. and reset stuff up, and it's just like ah, no, it still works. And yeah, and then nope. it'll be. There may be a time where it's like, like you, it's you, you only upgrade because it's needed. Like literally there's new, new tech. Like they'll probably be, especially when your kids are like very active and you're going everywhere for them. There will be a time when it's like, there's no need to upgrade the theater because there's no need to upgrade the theater. There's nothing to improve upon other than the fact that you just want to play and you want, you know what I mean? You want to get the next newer shinier version but it actually doesn't do anything different and i had that period you know from blu-ray pretty much even up until 4k it was probably like what 05 or 06 when blu-ray came out and then so that's about 10 years until 4k where it's like how much more can we do and even then it was like you know atmos was i think the next biggest one other than that you really had no need to upgrade yeah um hdmi i think that was the other thing maybe you had to upgrade you know if you if you did upgrade now it's like that's a whole other ecosystem and i'm wondering if like that might be the next big thing for us is like a new like hdmi 2.5 or something it's that much more improved but you're gonna have to redo your ecosystem i'm like because it's, yeah, it's everything it's everything it touches yeah otherwise it, it will, it's it like pass through yeah, imagine if, and I, I don't, I'm not even saying imagine. I, I, I gotta think that this is what is going to be our future. Is like, you know, they'll have an HDMI 2.5 and be like, no handshake time. They've saw, you know, they've figured yeah. it, it's like everything just goes. Poof. If your system's 2.5, if your whole system, you know, from beginning to end, from from source to display is 2.5, there's no handshake time. You'll mm-hmm. be like, I'm in. I mean, it, it, I mean, we've forgotten about those days where you just changed the channel and it was boom right there. Yeah, it's like now. I'm just, it's like, I'm, I'm just used to waiting now. Yep. I'm just like I give yeah. it a second, you know, sit in the dark for for a split second or two, and yeah, I'm used. To, yeah, yeah. And if they told you tomorrow that you'd be like, you you need a new projector, a new receiver, a new Apple TV, a new DVD, pl- a Blu-ray player, you'd be like, all right. About a year and a half from now, I will have all of that and no mm-hmm. handshake. You know what I mean? You, we would let the gears would start turning. Yeah, that would be our that would be our upgrade. And and to us, to to guys like us, that's that's a substantial upgrade. That's mm-hmm. like a, wow, we could go back. We could have this quality without the. All right, I hit play and there's some sound. I just don't have a picture yet. Or there's there's a picture and the sound hasn't kicked in yet. Or it's like Yeah, that's it. That's what my kid always calls me out on. It's like he he'll see the picture, he says immediately, I can't hear it. So just wait wait a second. Yeah. It's coming. Just, just wait a second. Just a sec, so. <laughs> every every time it happens, he's like, I can't hear it. It's like it's, yeah. I, I'm because there has been like one time I think I like hit mute because I didn't want to get blown out of the room and he called me on it. So now every time it's because I hit mute. Oh, jeez. Nice. That's funny. So, all right. Well, you made the three-hour mark. Huh? <laughs> Can you believe it? And, and I'm sitting, you know what's funny is I'm like, you got to come back because we didn't even get into your, like, your early days. We didn't get into, like, how did you end up at the, you know, how did you end up as a home theater nerd? How did you? Doing all this? No, yeah. it's just, I mean, it's fascinating that you literally had just completed what I'm, but I'm like literally in the tunnel. I am in the tunnel 
uh, building. Yep. Um, but you just completed it. So, yeah, that was great call. Great call. Thanks for reaching out and saying, I just finished. This is going to be fun. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. I think I think we definitely need to because I feel like I, I'm going to definitely want to hear about how things are progressing because I'm, I'm sure, you know, something's going to some, something's going to come that's going to adjust the plan. I'm just curious, too, once you actually start, you know, get, getting some stuff in, once you really start putting some nails in things yeah. to, see, to see how it pans out. So we're going to we're going to hit end right here. And then I'll tell you, while we were talking, I already completely adjusted not completely, but I've got an idea that I'll tell you about when we hit end. But uh, All right. everybody else, and that, that's a little bit of a little, that's what I do when you come on Takeover Tuesdays. For any listeners that haven't been on, there's usually a chatting period at the end where I tell you stuff that I can't say live. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, but yeah, Zach, thank you for, for everybody else. Zach and I are going to say goodbye to each other right now, and then we're going to chat. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, I'll see you. But, yeah. be here. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, thank you, Zach, for participating. Thanks for reaching out. And uh, I will be back later this afternoon with the boys on the bus bench. And uh, until then, what are you going to do? I think this is the right sounder. Go push play. What he said. There they are. All right. <laughs> Get us ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Fred. This has been a Hey Fred production with theme music by Jeff Bernhardt and Throne Vault Productions.